Did you guys listen to the Beast cast from this week? So they they had one question from a, a email that was kind of a good question of um, what is the Citizen Kane of gaming? And the guy explained he doesn't mean like the most important game or something like that, but he said um, Alex Navarro was talking about how Citizen Kane is a great movie. He, he understands it's important, but he just doesn't want to see it. And they're like, so what is the game that's really important that you just don't want to play? That you really don't want to play, but you know it's very important. Probably something like Frogger or Pong. Like, I mean, I can play Frogger for like five minutes, but I don't really want to spend more than that, really. One of them had a... Would you play Frogger for an hour? Probably not. Pretty much all of those old arcade games. Yeah, I mean, like... There's no progress. Like a... Like a... Like Arcade Bubble Bobble I would play. Um... Double Dragon, I would play like all the way through, but you know it's mostly cooperative. I don't know if I'd play it by myself. It's not too much fun. Maybe some other old arcade game. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like though you know Double Dragon. At least that had a progress. Like yeah, and it's also know. like I mean, if you think about games, it's much later. Yeah, like, that's like that's like uh, 80, after eighty five, I think. Eighty seven ish, probably at the, at the least. I think the earliest it would be is maybe 85, but I, I want to say I remember seeing it when I was already in elementary school. I'd say between 85 and 87 seems about right. Yeah, I mean, Pong, oh, probably, really, if you think about it. They had some good answers on the Beast cast. Like, I think Alex Navarro was saying, like, Zelda Ocarina of Time. It's a great game, but going back to it, do you really want to put all that time in? Again. Oh, we're not just talking about early games? Not, not just early. It's not like Citizen King because mm. it's an early example of I would say cinema. No, they For meant me. anything that had an importance. What's, so like, what's the birth of a nation of video games, huh? Pong. No, but it also black has and to white. be... It's also... black and white. The sound is minimal. <laughs> and, it's, and it's overtly racist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing what, about you... birth of a nation. It's like, like oh, wow, it solidified a lot of cinema language, but it's incredibly racist. Oh, good old Hollywood. Um, More like Hollywood. I mean, if we're just talking about any era, I mean... Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls is a very good one, because very influential, and if it's not the game you want to play... Or heck, if we're just talking in the last year, Outer Wilds. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I really know. want. I, I, I don't know. I spent like an hour with that game, and I just never, it's, never yeah. cared for it. No. I really want to play that game because it sounds so cool by the people who love it. But yeah, I agree with what Jeff Gersman said of that repeating time bullshit is bullshit. It's not even for me. It wasn't even that. It was just I don't know. Like maybe I just don't have as as much patience for that stuff. But then again, I'll play like like. Dude, we've seen some of the things you've played. I mean, if you're talking patience, like all of your Civ games, I mean, yeah. ultimately Civ is an exercise in patience. Sorry, I dropped Kylo Ren's lightsaber. He's, he can't turn to the light side. He doesn't get rid Didn't of he, he drop his lightsaber away. too? Um... Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, like, Civ, like, it's very apparent what it is. Like, it's not obtuse about like what. Yeah, it's a it's a chess game. Mm-hmm. Like Outer Worlds is like that. I mean, it's probably way also like I don't know. I don't, know. I don't have to like it. No, 
Slowly becoming, you gotta, you gotta come back. I don't want to like yeah. everything. That's the great thing about games. You don't have to like everything. You could hate half of really it. Suck, then yeah. Definitely have to fuck the game. Although some of them that really suck, you could love because of things like GDQ when watching the awful games block. Yes. It's a different kind of love. That's a love of the spectacle. They had a good background on the Beast cast also about Alex Navarro's run of um, big rigs oh, yeah, over big the rigs. road racing. Oh, yeah. Of why he did it, like the whole story of why he was pulled into that, is because he knew one of the guys who ran GDQ, and that guy also knew it was the lowest review score that Alex ever gave to a game, and the lowest review score ever given on GameSpot is a flat one. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, how about you speedrun it? I mean, the speedrun for that game is just go backwards, (laughs) and then build up a whole lot of speed, and then... Time travel. Time travel. Anyways, GDQ was good this year. It was very good. It was very good. They made over three million, which is nice. And some of those stretch goals they had were crazy. Like when they announced, okay, well before GDQ ends, we need to raise. Like this was on. I want to say this was Wednesday. Maybe no, no. Is here Friday evening or oh. Saturday morning? They said, "Hey, before it ends, and it ends Saturday yes. evening, we, we need to game. raise one million more. Yeah. And if we raise one million more, we're going at a game." And they also had like another one is like a six hundred thousand stretch goal. We're just announcing. Yeah, they also had the Final Fantasy VI run that was like I want to say twenty five minutes. It was, but it was also new the, game plus. Well, the stretch goal was also like it, really high, and it was a very short period of time. Like, yeah, was, I was I was worried they weren't going to make that one. I donated towards that one Me too. I was like, I want to see this, and then yeah, they beat Final Fantasy VI in less than a half hour. New game plus, uh-huh, plus. <laughs> I love how that ended of if you you had a time limit before the game pretty much game overs. Yep. And if you end the Kefka dialogue leading into the final fight, and then it'll game over where it'll exit you out from the fight, and the only condition for leaving the final boss fight is victory. Yeah. You win the- You'll automatically win if you leave the final, like, fighting the goddess statues. Yeah, there's some weird, crazy stuff in that. It was... I love how there was Terra, and then Terra, 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 mm-hmm. and Terra yeah. on the airship. Yeah, it's all Terras. Um, the the awful the horror game for the 3DO was probably the thing I Doctor Hauser. Jesus Christ! Talk <laughs> about a nightmare of a game that like somebody got way too ambitious and did not have the technology to back that thing up. Because oh man. We just finished watching the uh, replay video of that today. Mm-hmm. That and the game after it, Night Eye. Those are both two very <clears throat> different yet very broken and obviously technologically constrained <clears throat> games that people were speedrunning. Mike Uyama's uh, run of um, Super Hydewide. Yeah, I, haven't, I saw that. Oh, the crowd reactions in that. Like, everyone got full on into that game. Nice. And then also Animorphs before it. I didn't watch that yet. I've still been kind of just picking and choosing things here and there. Also, both runs by Wizstar. So Wizstar is known for either Genesis games or doing really bad DOS Mega Man games. Mm-hmm. She did uh, Mega Man 3 DOS, which was hilarious. And Wizstar is a really good commentator on her runs. And then she also did... Um, 
oh, it's like Darkened Sky, mm-hmm. which is the game that you wouldn't know it until you get into the game and you realize I'm picking up Skittles. That's a Skittles-branded game. Like, they kept Skittles off of everything related to it until you actually start playing the game, and all of your magic spells are essentially materia slots, like on Final Fantasy VII, but with different colored Skittles. Purple Skittles are the most powerful. That game is incredibly broken, and it's great. Um... Yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, another, I a couple things I appreciated was it was nice to see a good mix of you know male and female runners. It seems like they're getting better and better at that. Um, good mix of new and old. Yes. Like it seems that there's a lot more new runners than there's been for a long time. And then also uh, even during the races, which I also appreciated, like during the the races you saw not just a bunch of dudes doing it. Um, but honestly, the, the one of the more, most impressive things I saw was the two players, one controller, Mike Tyson's punch out, blindfolded, just like that's that, fucking insane. They didn't get knocked <clears throat> down once, and they went, they did it quicker than the one player blindfolded, like at SGDQ. Yeah, they 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 were just like watching them fight Mike Tyson was and, artwork. It was yeah, like I don't know <clears throat> how you learn that. Especially when it's two players using one controller. Also, um, did you see the Super Mario World? Um, no, I missed that. Two I brains. That so, two brains is pretty much it's Mario, and then after about like thirty seconds, it becomes Luigi, and who player one swaps to player two, mm. like just boom, right it goes. It, yeah. But they got a donation incentive for hard mode, so it changed at a rate of. Dum, 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 Mm. And there's a beat sound going, and it's like, dum, dum, dum. And they actually got through doing the quickest route, you know, like the going through Star World immediately. Right to Bowser's Castle. They got through it somehow. And then also the Super Mario 3 100% race. Mm -hmm. Going through every single stage. Um, That was good. Um, And then the the Mario Maker 2 showcase that they had, the relay race, was pretty good. They had a couple. They had several. Like I know, at one point, Dan and I were watching the the the, the uh, PC Guitar Hero clone. clone oh, Hero. that was that it, it dude was, was hypnotic. That, I mean, that guy is like, it's just at, the, at one point, you're just like, just I don't know, mashing your fingers on a keyboard, keyboard constantly, and he's strumming with his elbow. Oh, was he strumming with his elbow? Oh, yeah, okay. whenever like during through fire and the flames, which was donation incentive. Yeah. When he said, I'm going to play this uh, one-handed, what he meant was only one hand on the frets. Because a lot of times he moved two hands onto the frets to yeah. hit them quick enough while okay. using his elbow on the strummer. I didn't realize he was using his elbow on the strummer. I just saw his fingers on the, the frets. Yeah, that's... I loved when he did Devil Goes Down to Georgia and they turned the speed to 170%. I only, like I said, I only caught the end of the Fire and Flames part. <clears> but yeah, no, it was cool seeing other stuff. Um on the fallout that was that was interesting that guy was very good he's a he's a a good uh good commentator um yeah and what's really cool about him is he had to commentate on everything Mm -hmm. because uh i don't know if it's ddos or just too much traffic for good reasons but the website crashed yeah so they couldn't do you know donations donations. 
So he's basically having to talk through the whole game. It's funny watching those <clears throat> the times increase on those speed runs as e- through each game. Like Fallout One's like what ten minutes if that, and then Fallout Two is like twelve like, or thirteen, and then and then you get Fallout Three and it's like forty something minutes, and then Fallout Four was like a little over an hour. New Vegas was insane. Oh, yeah, Vegas. I forgot about New Vegas. Yeah, I mean it was just, and it's funny because the New Vegas strat is very similar. The ending of that is is the like max speech version of it so it's just like oh, i maxed out my speech so i don't have to have this final conflict with the the caesar's legion yeah no, that's cool and then he had he had props which was nice he, he basically made like a high school or a elementary school science project level of uh um craft to show off like what was actually happening in the game yeah like explaining the true floor of the world versus the perceived floor versus the ultimate floor or something like that there's like three different floors yeah. going on on any cell yeah no it was a good event <clears throat> they, you know they've gotten a lot better <clears throat> other than you know i only heard of one problematic thing over Two. the course oh the main one was <clears throat> the final fantasy 8 runner with the uh but let's call them problematic views on their twitter is very bad yes they they make fun of um Feminism. Is Feminism. Um, gender identity. They also identify with a very fascist, racist uh, Spanish uh, political party yes. that is flat out racist. Yeah. There was another one. I don't remember what it was, but um, there's a bullet hell game that was done. That was just super insane bullet hell. I forget what this game was, but that guy also is problematic for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it was because pretty much everyone in articles about uh, Luz or whatever the the fascist mm-hmm. anti feminist guy, yeah. who every time he tried to explain afterwards his views, it became worse and worse. Yeah. But people kept saying, "Oh, great, first Gus or something like that is the nickname of the runner who did the bullet hell. They're like, first Gus and now Luz. Hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, <coughs> they, they're they going to have to, you know, the bigger they get, the more they're going to have to scrutinize their people. So Unfortunately, it yeah, sounds... I don't understand why they don't, like, <coughs> screen this good enough. They know it's going to come out. Like, they, like, <coughs> I think in the story, there were, like, people saying that they brought this up to... In October. Yeah. So it's just like, what are you guys doing? You know, this happens every time you guys run this. There's, like, one of those people that is, like, pretty rough. And if you guys are going to take a stand <coughs> about, like, any of them, like, fucking didn't do your... Do the work. due diligence beforehand, yeah. Yeah, and they have, they've caught some, so it's like, if you have caught by vetting some of them, why aren't you vetting all of them? Yeah. And it's pretty easy. You you know, if you want to look through their Twitter timeline for years, okay, that could be difficult. But if people point it out, listen, and if their Twitter bio is fucking horrid, get rid of them. Yeah. However, the one cool thing is coming up, there's a couple more good speedrun tournaments coming up next month. So I want to say it's the last week of February is Frame Fatales, so the uh, all-women speedrunning, which is really good. And then um, also uh, the week of the 16th, so the next to last week of um, February, ESA Winter, Mm -hmm. which is um, the big European speedrunning assembly. Their stuff usually goes towards, I believe, Alzheimer's research. 
real good. And one thing they do that's kind of cool is they'll have two streams going at once because sometimes you'll have a block of games like Dark Souls where some people don't want to watch it. So they'll have like a bunch of like old console games at the same time on the other stream. Or at one point they have a estimated 20 hour Final Fantasy IX run. So that's on stream number two because they're like, not everyone's going to want to see it, but those who do are really going to want to see this. Watch 20 hours of Final Fantasy IX, Dan. I don't even like I really honestly don't like watching speedruns for 20 minutes. Like I get kind of bored. I just want to play the game. Sure. I like ones, like for me. It's just so bad. The sweet spot is 30 minutes for most games. 30 or under, but more than like five minutes so you could get into it at least. Because some of them are so quick where it's like, I can't even appreciate it yet. Like, my mind hasn't grasped what this game and the techniques are. Yeah. Or the other one is if it's a bad game, like a really bad, like, DOS Mega Man or a Hydewide, one hour is sweet spot. As long as the, you know, there's good commentary. As long as it's entertaining. It's like... Two hours, it needs to have some sort of catch, like that fall, uh, that Fallout one. Yeah, yeah, the Fallout one was cool because it was a it was an entire retrospective, and he ran through four different games. Five, five, excuse me. I always you keep forgetting New, New Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, it's just it's just the black know. sheep. There's no Fallout tactics. <clears throat> so it's not complete. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, Dan. You should write Tomato Angus and tell him he needs to implement I Fallout I, Tactics. I don't care about Fallout Tactics that much. Okay. I don't think anybody does. Nope, I don't think so. And you, nobody should. Yeah. Oh, if, did you see the um, Skyward Sword? No, I didn't. The guy who ran that was, I never heard of him before, Gymnast86. Okay. He was really entertaining, and he was just breaking that game apart with, they call it Back in Time. So when you load up uh, Skyward Sword, the main menu, when it shows up, you know, the title screen, it shows the main village. Uh-huh. And it's, like, just showing, like, you know, a lot of games will have, like, the main village or the world camera kind of panning around. And then once you hit start, it'll load up your game. You could quit and load your game in a way where you could control the game while the, the title screen is up. And it lets you go into areas that aren't accessible until, like, the very end of the game. And you could do, like, weird manipulations where you're pulling items from, like, a different time period. And then you load your game and the item appears with you. Yeah. It was some crazy stuff. And that guy was a really good commentary. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, the, that's the key with any of those things. If the commentary is decent, then it's worth watching. But, like, that's, the, the, that's always the, <clears throat> the hard part is... You know, trying to get a good mix of either the, the actual person broadcasting it being <coughs> engaging or the people that they picked on the couch to talk about the game being so. Because you could have a really fun a game that I like you, you know, you're in love with and is one of your all time favorites, but if the person running it isn't. It's fun, boring. Then there's no point in watching it. So. It's kind of like a lot of games. So I'd say it's 50 50 on if I like the games or not. But I end up liking every run that Half Coordinated does. Oh, yeah. Because he is just... He's, well, I mean, he's, he's a cool dude. Well, he's also evolved his, like, you know, he's using it now as a platform to talk about accessibility as opposed to just going in there to speedrun the game, you know? Like, an actual... Like, he's having fun, <laughs> but he's also using his, the, the, the time that he's been given to do that kind of stuff, you know? Which is good, because, you know, it's an important it's thing to talk about. edutainment. Yeah. He's teaching you... Yeah, it's like the magic ...while making bus. you laugh. Barney, you know? Gotta, gotta get learning in while you're having fun. Just like Barney. Yeah. He loves you, Kevin. He loves everyone. Yeah. 
talking about half Courtney, not Barney. No, Barney Barney's a racist. Oh, wow. Did that come out sometime in the last No, year? but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I think they're rebooting Barney. Why wouldn't they? With a different Barney, though. That's not like, me. different actor. Hashtag not my Barney. Hey, if they can replace the Blue's Clues guy, they can replace Barney. Yeah. But they don't replace Blue. No, Blue is always Blue. Yeah. Blue, blue never dies because Blue's a cartoon. He's Blue, bada beada ba boo. And Steve, Steve wanted to go off and do other things. That's why he left. Yeah, he had to go sleeping with all the women that are ah. fans. Of his, what you think? You, you think the, oh, he the Blue's Clues guy was all about oh, like yeah. getting that? that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not what he wanted. But it happened. And it presented itself. I'm just going to say, look at Steve. He looks a lot like Pro Jared. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Became one, became the other. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying which became which, because time travel might have been involved. Who's Pro Jared? He was, uh... He wasn't... So he's a YouTuber who... He was on Screw Attack, if I remember correctly, at some point, and had a weird, like, sketch comedy thing where he it was set in a game store. That's, like, where I <clears> first remember hearing about him. He also did reviews. Yeah. And... And long plays. And he, you know, he was... He had a weird thing. Like, his downfall wasn't as bad as a lot of them. Because it wasn't anything illegal. It was more he was just a really shitty husband. Yeah. And tried to exp- try to justify his shitty actions to other people. Yeah, he was a shitty husband who, if he was just a shitty husband... It's like, guess what? A lot of people are shitty in relationships. But then he tried to justify it. And that's the point where it's like... Take the foot out of the mouth, shut the fuck up, and it'll all blow over. Sometimes, Dan, you gotta take the L. Yeah, take the knee. Take the knee. In other entertainment news, Dan and I have learned that the Messiah is fake. Well, we haven't exactly learned that yet. Yeah, we haven't learned anything. Oh, are you watching the... Oh, we watched it. We watched it all. It's one of those shows that's really bad, but I kept wanting to watch it because I wanted to see what was going to happen. Not because I was invested in the story, I just wanted to see what was going to happen. Which I could probably accomplish by reading some kind of recap. Yeah. And probably or knowing, saved, uh, knowing Arab. Would have saved a lot of time. Well, yeah, that too. But no! Just... <laughs> no, that, that doesn't help because the biggest problem with that show is, is that they don't... Is do, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Yeah, it's it's got the Witcher syndrome with uh, less uh, fun around. No it. fun fantasy. Monster. I mean, it's no more Jaskier. fun. It's more fun making fun of it. Yes, because he <laughs> just he looks like a he looks like an Arab dude that's just really cool and gonna like sell you like, some stereo. Like equipment. he like he like he like he owns a Ferrari <clears throat> and then goes to the dance club uh-huh. and then buys your woman. Yeah. Like your date because like you're just like, Man, I can't compete with that and he's just like, Oh, why don't you come on one of my jets? Goodbye. It's like he just looks like he's just ready for the club all the time. Like he's wearing Nike sweatshirts all the time. And, is and he always going to be what's tracksuit. about number one in Euro? Yeah, yes. yeah. Definitely. He's that guy. <laughs> he's best in Europe, bro. I mean there are some interesting things. Yes. They just don't make that show. No. Cause like, you know, having a, a, a situation where somebody might be the 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 next the next messiah, you know, that's in the Abrahamic religions <clears throat> coming forth in modern society and how that will affect everybody or countries and geopolitics and all that kind of stuff. That can be an interesting story. The whole like, you know, maybe he is the Antichrist and this is the book of Revelations and all that stuff. That can be interesting. They mm-hmm. just didn't make that yeah. show. 
you know, religious people coming to terms with this being like actual re- well, real. Well, like, like so, like the yeah. whole world, like how how governments deal with like this actually being a thing. Well, and also, I mean, you know, like like it's it's funny that they don't double down on some of like the really like interesting themes because there's like. There's, like, a whole part that, that centers on, like, a, a preacher in Texas and his family. And, like, he's ready to, like, burn down his church because they need money, insurance money, and nobody's coming to his church anymore. It's a small town. And so he has a crisis of faith. And so Almasi, like, intervenes when a tornado hits the town. You know, all that stuff, yeah, right? the town gets wiped off the map. Yeah, and then he saves the church. So, yeah. of course, he believes him and he follows this guy. So... You know, they they play with some themes about like how like now he feel now the preacher feels important and he doesn't want to let that go when the Messiah says like oh your job is done I'm not really here for you anymore like later on in the season he gets mad right because so that's interesting but the more interesting thing is how that family reacts to hey we're all kind of like we're a preacher family and his wife <laughs> is even like a, the daughter of like one of these mega church guys yeah so like we. We say we believe, but what happens when it actually is true? Like, I mean, 100% true. Like, I know, I no doubt that they believe it's true, yeah. but when it's physically true, like, in front of you, like, how do you, you know, like, how that? do you deal with it? Yeah. Like, the wife has doubts, and, like, she doesn't understand why he's believing him. And I'm like, dude, that's your fucking faith, yeah. right? If the guy is walking on water, which he does, and he performs miracles, which he does... But not overtly, like really small stuff. So he's not David Copperfield. Yeah, he's not David <clears throat> Copperfield. But why do you have doubt, right? And then so if you explored that kind of stuff, that would be interesting. Yes. The intersection of of doubt and reason and faith, that's interesting. Because in a modern context, that's where we are. Yeah. But they don't focus on that stuff. No. And it's just really annoying because there's a better show in there of an exploration of like, you know, like, like, oh, you say you believe all this stuff, but what if, what if it actually comes true? And everything in, everything in your eyes say that it's true, right? Everything that this guy's saying is coming true, and there's all this mystical stuff happening. Now, what do you do, right? When you're faced with the true reality of like that God actually exists, and here is His Messiah, right? And it kind of seems to point <coughs> all the circumstantial evidence seems to point that. What do you do now? Because, because it's 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 fun when it's a theory. Right, or at least when it's like a mystical thing, like I, I, I personally, I, I feel it or intimately in my own private things, or I feel the blessing, like in a general kind of way, right? Or it's like, or even if it's like a life philosophy, this is how I, you know, live my life and that stuff. That's all well and good, but when fucking Jesus walks through the door and he says, like, throw away all of your possessions. And follow me, get rid of all your friends because you don't need them anymore because you're following me and I need you to do stuff. And then you go, what do you need me to do? And you say, you say, you have to have faith. Like, what do you do, right? Because I have a job, I have a family, I have all of these other obligations. I like watching football on Sundays, right? Like, I mean, you know, like, what do you do? Then that's the interesting thing. Not the football on Sundays. That I, I used to <laughs> yeah. like that. She's just like, ah. <clears throat> okay, okay, we can skip on the football. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, that's that's the interesting thing, because, like, like that's that's what's, I mean, the interesting stories in the Gospels are when the apostles all have crisis of faith, yeah. like the Peter denying yeah. uh, 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 Jesus three times and all that stuff. That stuff is interesting, because that's human. Yeah. 
because that's a human reacting to holy shit. <coughs> this is actually true. It's not just I am I am believing and I have to have faith and I I feel like I have to do good work. But now the now the God is here and saying like now you have to do these things. Hell, we even have a modern day term for somebody because of crisis of faith in the Bible. A doubting Thomas. Yeah, yeah, because of, yeah, to, yeah. So, like, that's the cool stuff, but they didn't do this. No, and, you know, like... And then they seem to largely forget that Asia Asia exists and, like, that uh, India exists. They ain't Christian, that's, Dan. That's, there's a whole lot of Christians in Asia. <laughs> there's a ton of, there's a ton of fucking Christians in those places. And, like, but I want to see, like, how does that affect them, right? Wait, are, because, are you going to say now the Philippines exist? Yeah, the Philippines exist. Dan, or, Korea exists. There's a whole shitload oh, yeah. of Koreans in Korea. There are... There Wait, are, what? There are I have two <laughs> locations in this in this series. There is the Middle, Middle East, East and, and there Texas. is America. Yeah, Texas and uh, Washington, D.C. So, like, that's what I would like to see, right? You know, like, because China and India, that's three billion people. And then the rest of Asia, that's a whole nother couple billion people. That's a lot of people. So how does this affect... I mean, I mean, like, it's important that, like, I think he's Syrian. No, no, he's a... Iranian, right? A or, Palestinian and Jewish. Yeah, he's Jewish. And then he spent some time in Iran, Iran and then it starts in Syria. East. Yeah, it starts in so, Syria. So, like... Like that's that makes sense, but also the largest Muslim country in the world because most of his early followers are Muslim, right? And then he eventually does the whole like, you know, I'm not, I, I mean, I preach to all all faiths kind of stuff, like you know, the real Jesus kind yeah, of. Yeah, he leads a bunch but, of refugees to a place the most, and then just takes off and goes. But the, I go but the country with the by far the most Muslims yeah. in its borders is Indonesia. Yeah. So like, how does that affect Indonesia, right? Because Indonesia is very Muslim. Yeah. So like. I, <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, yeah. this, this, oh you know, this. one part that'd also be interesting, I didn't watch this, but with what you're saying, also China, because one of the most oppressed groups within China is yeah. their Muslim population. So, like, what does he do with the, the Uyghurs and all that kind of, I mean, I, I just wish it, I just wish it had more of an imagination. Like, it's a cool concept, like, that's a, that's a good concept, and, like, if, if he really is... You know the Antichrist because we haven't fucking resolved that. Yeah, because they, they didn't resolve any of that, which is really like the that's, yeah, fight. that's really sad because I really wanted it to be like because like you kind of kind of see the whole thing right because you've read Revelations, <laughs> you know, like the Antichrist is supposed to come and befriend everybody, and everybody says that like I mean, and he's supposed to look like the 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 the, the Messiah yeah. and feel like the Messiah, but what he does is that he turns nations on each other, yeah. brother against brother, yeah. and so that's what it kind of seems like he's like it's kind of setting up to do, but they never actually do it. It's a lot of they setup, to and it. then nothing <laughs> actually happens, and it's kind of I mean, as a TV show, it's bad. As a concept, I mean, and the following through on actual themes that are interesting, it's bad. Yeah. The as only an good, idea, it sounds good. Yeah, the only as good a concept. Part, yeah, the only good part is the hypothesis. What if the Messiah comes back and it's actually, you know, 100% true and people are worried or, you know, not sure to believe or not believe? That's interesting. Yeah, but, and they have this dichotomy <clears throat> of you've got the preacher on the one end who's like bought in. At, you know, when he sees what happens, starts buying in. But then on the other hand, you got Michelle Monaghan's character who's basically like, this is fake, this is always fake, this will be fake, I'm going to prove it's fake. I'm going to show everybody that, like, this is bullshit. Yeah, and, you know, <clears throat> I kind of wish that there was, 
there was not too much like the thing about the thing about Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. In the Bible, at least, right? You kind of get a sense of like where he stood on a lot of stuff because a lot of it was like, I mean, he was very pretty plain on a lot of stuff, like you know, like fucking poor will inherit the <clears throat> earth, uh, blah blah blah, like don't 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 fuck up in my dad's house, mm-hmm. like you know, the the church lives when you like the commandments. The most important commandment is 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 uh, you know like is, is to love one another like a agape, mm-hmm. respectful love kind of things like that. Even though that's not explicitly in the commandments, but what he's meaning <clears throat> is that those ten commandments are supposed to funnel into that. They're right? all about love. Yeah, they're about love and not about like this fighting shit and all this kind of stuff. And that's why people got crazy. Sky cake. Sky cake. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, so that's interesting. And also the interesting thing about the Jesus story in the Bible is the whole like, you know, Judas going like, yeah, but all of this shit is happening. We need you to do something right now. And he says, have faith. That stuff is interesting. They don't touch upon that stuff. The reason why Judas like betrays him is because he, well, he's frustrated and he feels like if he does this, this will trigger Jesus into the, the holy into, war. Well, I mean, you know, I'm kind of, ex- I'm kind of talking more like yeah. Gnostic stuff, or at least like extrapolations of that kind of stuff. But you. that stuff is the interesting yeah. stuff because it's not that it's not that like Judas was just like, oh yeah, I fucking hate Jesus. No, like it's not. He loved him, yes. and he was, and he wanted him to take the mantle. And <clears> like, we're oppressed, we're super persecuted in our own land. We can't even go into our temple without permission. They already burnt it down. Like the the Romans, so we need you to fucking lead right now. We need you to to take back your holy fucking sword. Call all the angels down and like let's let's smite all of these like interlopers into our land. And I'm, Jesus says you whoa. must love them. Yeah. And then Judas is like motherfuck. There's a reason Judas hung himself after game. Yeah, because he felt yeah it wasn't. It He's wasn't, like. I I fucking want to kickstart some sort of action, and then when he's like, it didn't fuck. Yeah, and then he hung himself, going, I fucked up big. Yeah, those this are the is interesting all stories. It's just Messiah on Netflix. Yes, it's, it's not, not one of them. There are interesting parts. Yes, yeah. there's some yeah. parts that are fun. Well, I think I think they they danced around a few of the the, the plot lines a little too much. It's more that. It's more that. It's yeah. just they dance around too much. Yeah, it <laughs> was too much. Like, oh, maybe, 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 no, no, we're not gonna tell you. No, not right now. And he also has one of the most beautiful ladies I've ever seen on screen. Like it's like ridiculous. Oh, Avi's, Avi's yeah, wife. Yeah, one of the one of the Israeli Mossad agent guys that are that are like um, like have a fucking uh, hard on for getting rid of the Messiah. Yeah, is uh, his his ex wife or whatever is like like gorgeous. Like She's it's like gorgeous. unbelievable. Like she looks like a different species. Which is which is which you like look- not like boxum like you know like a centerfold kind of no, like, like I have. Like, it's just like, oh, man. But it's just like, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, so that's also, my... That's his his my, daughter's also adorable in that show, too. Oh, yeah. But, yes, it's... Uh, my Jesus. My Jesus uh, so after my, that, my after, the, after the blue balls there, we moved. After that, we, we, we stayed in the Holy Land. Yep. And we watched uh, the, the, the spy. spy limited series that Sasha Baron Cohen's in. Yeah, Borat the Spy. That is a very, very good series. Like, that is actually really good. Six episodes, limited series, because mm-hmm. it's about a real guy who actually died. <clears throat> yeah. And oh. so there's not going to be a season two. No. <laughs> this is the whole story. Yeah. And I, I thought the whole point of TV is once you, once you reach a conclusion, you go, and on season two. Yeah. But it's, it's also <clears> like, like 
it's fascinating what that like what he actually like guy Ellie Cohen actually did. Well, like, I mean, there's a couple. There's really some really cool stuff going on, right? For one, it's Sasha Baron Cohen doing a, a straight, not not. Uh, oh, his not serious acting yeah. is impressive. So that's always fun, <laughs> and he's actually really good in it. Two, it's filmed really well. There's a lot of like good character actors all over the place <clears> in this one. And three, like I, I mean. It's obviously going to be pro-Israel, yeah. Like in the end, mm-hmm. right? But I think it. I think it does a good balancing act of of being like semi, like you know, kind of un- unbiased. But the really cool stuff is that he's doing actual spy stuff, mm-hmm. not James Bond. Like, there's not really a big action. There's not even a ch- car chase. No car chase. There's, there's no like. There's that's how you foot, blow your cover as a spy. There's one chase that's really good because. Yeah. It's him actually te- like in terror about it. And like yeah, because reacting because they things. show a lot of the spy stuff that he that you you would actually do right, like getting in league with people, and having influential friends, um, Turn, being, you know, making assets basically. Yeah, making assets, assets you know. and then like breaking into stuff, like physically breaking into stuff, yeah. and not with like not with like a fucking like you drone. Know, yeah, drone or like some kind of like you know like I'm just cutting the big oh, hole. Oh, the, the magic top. glass cutter. No, he's actually just like <clears throat> like breaking and entering into things, picking a lot. Locks. Walking into a place or climbing up, like climbing up the climbing side of the, the house. Yeah, yeah, climbing up the side of a house, like you know, like like a very hard the hard way. So it's like cool. <laughs> so when you actually do have like something that is a like just a smidge more action pack, like he gets chased by like armed guards and they're shooting at him, like that's fucking terrifying because you're like, oh shit, this is real. Mm-hmm. This is like he hasn't like he's never been chased before, Mm-mm. and now this is now this is fucking real. Like you could like he like even though it happens middle of the season yeah. you're like oh shit is he gonna die right now because you, you you're able to suspend that belief well, like cool. there's not explosions and and like you know all this kind of stuff it's, it's cool very because cool. they show really like you know most of the the west looks at thinks of the middle east and they always think of it a specific way oh but yeah like, that too like during this time apparently like if you look at like the, the way they depict syria during this time you're like wow they were really just kind of like everybody oh, yeah, else most of those places <clears throat> Yeah, like they were all like you know into into what was popular, like you know, pop, you know the music of the time, like the dress of the time. It's not all people. Well, that's head to yeah, toe. it's just kind, fanatics. It's yeah. kind of like one movie that did real good on that was Syriana. Yeah, very yeah. beginning when George Clooney is going into the the like club in I believe it's Lebanon, and it's like yeah, that's a club anywhere in the world. Yeah. And it's it's also good, like so. Sasha Baron Cohen plays the the character he plays, the, the real life guy is is Egyptian Jew, mm-hmm. right? So like they even show the <clears throat> economy in Jewish society. There's there's very yeah. like light skinned European looking Jews who are at the top and they have a lot of wealth and power and that kind of stuff. And him and his wife are kind of the darker Jews who live like kind of in the ghetto <clears throat> of of yeah. I think it's Jerusalem. They, I mean, are they, they, they have like a nice they have a, an apartment. You know, they're very like meager, like you know. Humble. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's it's definitely, I mean, it's a three-story apartment, and it's all jam-packed together, yeah. so it's like, a bit, but, like, you also, like, as a as an American, you know, you, you have a very certain, you are fed a very certain viewpoint of what, these are what Arabs look like, these are what Jews look like, these are what these people look like, and it's <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, the Jewish... The the <laughs> the Jewish nation is uh, very complicated, diverse and vast, yeah. and comes from a lot of different places. I mean, they have uh, one of the one of the big controversies that they that always kind of goes on is like, what do they do with Ethiopian Jews? Because those Ethiopians claim ancestry through I forget which lost tribe of Israel. 
but they actually they so there's trace I mean, it back to the yeah, and they're like super old. Like yeah. Ethiopia is an old ass oh, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like also with the first Christians. Yeah, well, some of the first Christians are Ethiopian. Yeah. So like so <coughs> like but yeah. people being people. And suddenly we have a lot of very dark-skinned Africans living in our country. And that's, go, that's, <laughs> no, 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 you're no. not, you're not the same Jewish yeah. as we are. So it's, you know, people are prone to being yep. that. Being that. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Regardless of faith or, or creed or things like that. So, and it's anyway. what leads to some great, like, you know, misunderstandings through history. Like when they start finding some of the lost gospels. Yeah. Like in, um, you know, around the Dead Sea, they're finding like, oh, here's the lost gospel of Thomas, I think it was. And then somebody looked in an Ethiopian Bible and went, it's it's in here. Yeah. They've been, they've been reading it the whole time. Yeah. But like, but the show is really good. I highly, well, also because it's, <clears throat> it's very contained. So, you know, at the end of the six episodes, you're going to have a... I'm, I'm not going to say satisfying ending, but you're going to have an ending yes. that 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 makes sense and wraps it up. And you don't have to be story. like, is there going to be a season two? I wonder if they're going to get to this thing. Like, no. So, <laughs> important lesson: I was watching a show. Never get too sold on the idea that a show can't have another season when it shouldn't. So, Bree and I watched through Russian Doll. Netflix original, yeah, the, which the Natasha Leon show, yeah, I liked that show. That I was it was really good. That's yeah. really good show. Yeah. Like, holy shit, some of the stuff they did in that was yeah. so good. It's all about you know, it starts off one person who keeps dying and reliving from the same moment, and over time you realize it's two different people. Yeah, and won't go too heavy in spoilers. No, but it ends up very interesting at the end of the first season, and you're like, okay, well. And supposedly it's, it was meant to be a one-season show, and then it wasn't too long ago that they announced, hey, season two is coming. And it's like... And I think they, there's, they, they could tell more in there. Although at the same time, they kind of broke the cycle, and like the whole thing is essentially Groundhog's Day, yeah. and they broke free from dying and reliving the same days. The thing that's interesting on this is it deals with it's not necessarily one day. It's as long as they can manage to stay alive. Yeah. So some days it's super short. So it starts off with um, Nadia is who Natasha Leone yeah. plays. Nadia is at her birthday party in a bathroom staring like at a mirror when she comes into reality. There's a knock on the bathroom door. She let someone in and then eventually like different things happen at one point she keeps dying going down the stairs out of this apartment yeah and she becomes terrified of stairs so because she starts going out the fire escape whenever she's leaving <clears throat> the party instead of the staircase and it's kind of fun watching her mood change where it's like somebody knocks on door and like after a few times she's like yeah i heard you i know you want in here and then eventually like when she's had enough just losing her shit opens door and just starts screaming at the person like fuck you get out of my way yeah she's it's it's like i i'm glad that she's cleaned up and is now has a new vehicle so you know she's, she's her movies were always real like she's a great actress yeah, but i'm a cheerleader's great um that's one of those underrated gems slums of beverly hills is still one of the movies i still like i can just watch whenever that shows that's on because it's really good um but I'm a cheerleader is so much a movie that happened way ahead of its time. Really good for like LGBTQ type of sensibilities at a time when eh, people weren't quite in that mindset fully. 
And then uh, a couple other quick things. Uh, <clears throat> and then we watched uh, HBO's The Outsider, which is low-key terrifying. Uh-huh. Not not overtly terrifying like a horror movie would be, but low-key terrifying. That's the one where Jason Bateman is arrested for a murder of a boy and they have and the police have all this physical evidence and video evidence that he was he was there and that he most probably killed the boy cuz his prints and blood and all that stuff is all over mm-hmm. the boy, multiple eyewitnesses, yeah. but there's also multiple eyewitnesses and video evidence that he was 70 miles away on the same exact day attending a teachers conference. Video evidence, yeah, all uh, the every so evidence Stephen in King. the exact opposite direction. Yeah, so it's just like what do we do? So, I have 100% faith that I'm not going to be satisfied at the end of this, oh, but no. right now, two episodes in, it's fun. If it's Stephen <laughs> King, I'm willing that well, evil a twin, monster, evil twin, who was raised in the fog or yeah. in the basement. Yeah, it's a lamp monster. <laughs> well, it's the what is it? The Bart, the the Bart, uh, uh, one where it's the the, the his evil twin. Yeah, the um, si- the left-handed one, the sinister yeah. one. Or the one who's on the left, and Bart's like, oh, my scar's on the right. I just the left one. And they're like, oh. Oh, that makes sense. Fish heads it is. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> that was really good. Um, Bree and I have also been watching the final season of Runaways, which, on one hand, it's not the best show in the world, but it is such a shame that they canceled, like, third season being the ending of this show because it has been thoroughly entertaining it's not great i I mean i watched a few episodes of it i think i got through halfway through the first season it's entertaining enough yeah and it did some really cool things second season i think did some real good things of building off the first season in some good directions third season we only have two episodes left where we got through the two episodes that made me really sad because um, Cloak and Dagger had a crossover uh, episode plus the ending of the previous episode. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always the, who the fuck are you? Cut to credits. And so that show was going to have its third season beginning about a month ago, but it got canceled in October. So that was pretty much the third season of Cloak and Dagger. Which was a show that did, that one was more entertaining than Runaways. It did some really cool things. It broke a lot of the stereotypes from superhero shows and teen shows. And, man, they finally reached the point where they were leaving New Orleans and going out into the world, deciding, you know what, we're a team. You know, they did two seasons of the, I don't know if we're a team, I don't like you, okay, we kind of have to work together. And the second season, they went, no, we're a team. We work best together. Let's go out there into the world. And then it's like, nah, end the show. Fuck it. It went shows. Yeah. It's like what Netflix does. Yeah. It's kind of like the end. Iron Fist season one sucked balls. Season two ended on such an interesting idea. Yeah. And then it's like, canceled. Yeah. Well, that makes me worry that I'm only going to get another few episodes of uh, another show that finally that premiered or that released their second season yesterday we watched the first episode of was uh, Sex Education that one stars uh, Gillian Anderson and <clears throat> friend of Giant Bomb as a Butterfield the kid who was in Ender's Game um, but he's I mean, he's actually a pretty good actor he's a friend of Giant Bomb he, he was I believe he was one of their League of Legends like, or their uh, their Dota friends like when Brad was doing the Daily Dota I think they had really? him show up on one of those like or he was on playing with them on one of those streams I've I remember them talking about it. I'm so. guessing this is a show on Netflix that's on its second season. Yes. Yeah. It oh, it's fucked. 
Um, it's kind of like that's the big tragedy with The Witcher having so little happen is knowing it's only probably came one more season. Did you know Henry Cavill likes video games? No, Henry Cavill likes video games. I did not know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that shows that I started, you know, it was really good last season, this first season and the second season starting out pretty strong. Um, it just makes me realize how horrible it must be to be a teenager trying to grow up in today's society. Oh, yeah. I hate to imagine, like, the shit I went through throwing in Always Connected. And just the, the lack of compassion even more so now than it was back when we, you know, there was a level of decorum when you were, you know, younger. Or in our day, I should say, where you could kind of just fade into the background if you wanted to and not be hounded by everyone constantly. Plus, the clicks yeah. didn't seem to blend into each other too much. However, nowadays, clicks get online and they could be also bound by an ideology. So, it's it's really good show. I would highly recommend catching up on the first season. Plus, also, growing up, the internet was something no one went on except the nerds, and that was our place. It was our place. Now it's everybody's place. Man, I would go on GeoCities using Usenet. I'm going to use Netscape Navigator to go find blurry pornography online. When when you went into the library at my high school, there's a row of classic Macs. The only people using them were the nerds. Because no one knew how to get on the internet because they didn't have Netscape or anything like that. All they had was Usenet. And only we knew how to get onto the internet by Usenetting into the King County Public Library system. I wasn't that bad. My PC journey other than Apple IIe games with Oregon Trail and Number Munchers and Word Munchers. It wasn't until the mid-90s when we finally got our first game in the home. Then we'd play Dungeons of Doom, which was a roguelike where is the type that had, like, you pick up a purple potion. On one hand, it's Mac Classic, so it's black and white. But it says purple potion. You don't know what that does. Last game, purple potion was a heal potion. But the game before, it killed me instantly. However, when you get beaten up enough, it's like, I'm going to drink the purple potion. And it's like, it killed every enemy in the room. Why didn't I do that earlier? Because you didn't need it until just that much. Uh, What have you been playing, Kevin? What's What's been in the year? So speaking of purple potions, Jedi Fallen Order has Ah, fallen to my order. Nice. Oh, you finished it. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, spoilers Spoilers for a three-month... But let's just... Two to three-month-old game. Let's let's not constrain ourselves. We can talk about this game openly. Before spoilers, I'll just say there was an article on Kotaku about Jedi Fallen Order in the last week, I believe is Heather Alexandra who posted this, mm-hmm. about how she's been trying to play that game, has hit some problems, both in terms of the gameplay itself, but also in terms of the performance causing some of them. Mm-hmm. And so she had, like, for example, on uh, Dathomir, um, there's that one uh, meditation point where... Right in front of you after you meditate is some uh, hill going up, and then there's a staircase coming down from the top of the hill. And right after you meditate and heal, there'll be one um, dark brother with a melee weapon and two with uh, ranged weapons who show up. And she was describing that area where she would have, she would get all the way up those stairs. No enemies. And she knew there were enemies because she went through that spot before. And then all of a sudden they popped in. So she had like loading issues. 
So I bring that up because in the comments on this article, it's nonstop about people going, game worked perfect for me. Yeah, I had no issues. Mm-hmm. Games work different for different people, which is why I want to say the game mostly worked for me on my PC, but it had some light issues. And by light issues, I mean, like, for example, luckily, more times than not, it was in your cockpit when you were flying the um, the Mantis from one planet to another, where all of a sudden, it was full-on strobe lights. And so, like, that was irritating to look at. Like, it had some weird light generation issues. Hmm. And it's like, odds are you didn't have it. No. Odds are Dan didn't have it. I haven't seen many people having that issue. I I didn't have any T-poses, but I've heard of some people with yeah. T-poses. So it's like, that game runs different for everyone. Yes. But it sounds like the majority runs good enough to play, but there are definitely some smallish issues. Sure. Like, I'm, the, you know, from everything that's been <laughs> talked about that game, it probably could have dealt with a few more months of polish. Like that, 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 They wanted it out in time but they wanted it for... Holidays, as well as they had Mandalorian yeah. and Rise of Skywalker, yeah, and like they needed, they wanted to ride that crest of you know. It was Star Wars time, yeah. And so, with that in mind, I want to say the game was good. I really enjoyed it. I did have a few issues, which if they did the polish, I'd go from saying I really enjoyed it to saying I think I fucking loved that game. But instead, I just really enjoyed because when the disco lights would hit, it was painful to fucking look at. Mm-hmm. I rarely had any performance issues, just fucking disco lights. And when those disco lights happened, it hurt my eyes. It's a bummer. But a few thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. I really wish exploring old places had a good reward. I mean, sometimes you would get a little bit of a story. You know, you'd get like force echoes where you would learn something like if you went back to... um Oh, what was the first the first main planet? Zepho? Yeah. If you go back to Zeppo, um, when you have like the double when you go back with the double jump and all the other abilities. Uh, excuse me, Kevin, the Jedi flip, I, I believe you mean. Is it Jedi Flip or Jedi Jump? One it's Jedi those. Flip. I believe it's Flip. I think it's Flip because it had like the name they wanted as far from double jump as possible. But when you, if you go back later on, when you don't need to go back anymore because you've cleared out the ruins, there's the crash ship. And the crash ship has some cool, like, oh, yeah. there's some story stuff. It's all about a ship that crashed during Order 66. Yeah. And it's about, there's a Padawan and his master who were on this ship, kind of mirroring your own experience. Oh, yeah. no, they, they, and it's kind of cool, listening to these Force Echoes. And then hearing Cal talk about it, <clears> like, <throat> him going through that ship and, like, you know, commenting on his memories of serving... Being a part of the Clone Wars with his master being a Padawan, like that's yeah, and like him looking at this other group mm-hmm. and going, yeah, oh man, it sounds like this kid was left even more scared than I was, yep. and talking about all of this stuff that was cool. But sometimes going back to explore areas you couldn't do until you got new powers, all you would find is like a poncho skin. Yeah, now you have a poncho, and it's like. On one hand, I wish there was more of a reward for going... It's kind of like Metroid, at least. Like, you know, the reward is usually a missile expansion. Well, not just, I mean, you yeah, don't like, need it, but it does give you a little something extra. Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, the, the way I look at it is is similar <clears throat> to... Like, they wanted to make it... They were. It seemed like they were aiming for a... some. You know, they wanted to give you something 
Whereas they could have just made it if, if the actual getting to it was entertaining enough, that would have been fine. Like similar to like how Mario Odyssey did, like looking for hidden <clears> stuff in those in those games. The actual like act of getting to it was was the fun part. Like finding some random coins because you looked at somewhere and you went, "Hey, can I get to that?" Yeah, and you go, "Oh, purple coins." Yeah, fuck yeah. But like this was like, oh well, we got to give them something. If if they had just made it like if they made most of those force echoes where it was just little bits of storyline. I think that probably would have been better than just the ponchos and ponchos, the, the, and the outfits. And it's like, on one hand, half of those poncho skins were ugly as fuck. Well, it's, like, like, some of them looked okay, but it's like, some of them were just ugly. And it's like, I I explored so hard to find this one thing. I could see it on my map. It said it was now yellow, meaning I can do it, but I haven't yet. It's not red. I'm not breaking the game. Because if you break that game, you could cause some problems. But it's not breaking the game. It's saying I should be able to do. It's hard to find how to fucking get there. And then you get there and it's like, oh, it's a power button for my lightsaber. I can't really see that level of detail on my lightsaber and care about it. I mean, the only parts of a lightsaber I cared about was when you could change the color of the blade. I kind of like that. I was rocking. It might have been called magenta, but it's a pink lightsaber. I like my pink lightsaber. When I showed it to Brie, I said, Brie, I have a pink lightsaber. I showed it to her, and she didn't say, that's magenta. She's like, yeah, that's pink. Or changing the color, the material of the lightsaber. So the hilt changed yeah, the, actual the, color. The, uh, the material, the actual, like, you know, ore it was made from is cool looking. Yeah, like I had the darkest ore is almost black. Mm-hmm. And with that magenta pink mm-hmm. lightsaber, it looked fucking tight. Mm-hmm. However, it's like a lot of those were not cool to discover. If there were more Force Echoes, that'd be cool. The other thing I really wish that would have made exploring more fun... Sometimes you would have to go really deep into a planet to get to a new area, and getting back to your ship from getting that one fucking room deep in, I wish after you would have... It should have had, hey, we're setting a flag as clear. You have cleared this planet. And should allow, hey, once you have cleared it, assuming you're not in an area that is hard to get out of, you should be able to fast travel back to your ship. Just let me, you know, if it's, let's say, that fallen ship, the crash ship, once you enter the crash ship, you cannot fast travel. But once you get back out of that ship, because you don't exit the way you came in, once you exit out to that big clearing area with all the water and the diverting pads, at that point, it should give you fast travel back to the ship. That would have made it a lot more enjoyable. I would have explored more just seeing if I could find more of those Force Echoes, because I did like that story. I also have to say, I love that part where it was you as a Padawan when Order 66 yeah. went down. That was... Better I lo- storytelling than any of the prequels did for the Clone Wars, right? I yep. love that part so much, because, like, when you're leaving your room, and, like, the clone troopers are like, oh, hey, Cal, how's it going? Hey, high five. Yeah. Well, yeah, you did a fist bump with one of them. The, like The fact that, like, you definitely get the sense that, like, the, the Jedi weren't just passive, like, passengers on these ships, like, when they were going out to war. Like, it was, you know, they were they were part of that army. Like, they were not a separate entity that would, like, not intermingle with these clone troopers. Like, they were, you know, the people serving in war together. So, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, like, the fact that his, you know, his pod, or his master getting killed is, like, the most, is more 
more emotionally moving than, unfortunately, the the whole prequels. The Qui Gon Jinn death scene in Phantom Menace, unfortunately, like it's yeah that that whole like Order sixty six part mm-hmm. was really cool. It really helped explain who your character was mm-hmm. because for a good part of the game, Cal is kind of a boring guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's just trying to whip. But seeing him go through that, it's like, fuck, I see more why, I know why he is like he is. This makes sense. Kind of like when you hear more about Sela's past. And it's like, oh, that's why she is, like, she had great growth as a character. I love the Night Sister. Oh, the Night Sister is the best character. I want a spin-off with her. Her and Grizz are, are fantastic, like. I like how 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 sassy she is. Like how she instantly starts messing with you. Like it's just she's so good, and the fact that she shows up as late as she does just made me made me frustrated because I was like, man, I wanted her this whole game. This, yeah, I could have had her in here this whole game. Yeah, like she was great. That game overall was a lot of fun. I wish exploring either had the fast travel or better rewards just to make it worthwhile. Because I would love to 100% every map in that game. If they have DLC come out, which sounds like a possibility, but not a guarantee. Who knows, man. If they do, though, I'd I'd go back into that world. Because, I mean, that's a fun world. Getting those different lightsaber abilities, like... Yeah. I did not get the dual blade for quite a bit into the game. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I got... So I guess a lot of people, if you read like Reddit like posts on how to start the game, they'll say, go Dathomir as soon as you can, because you'll get the double so lightsaber when I, when immediately. I, when I first started the game, I saw one of the people who worked for EA and Star Wars. Like, <clears> just All they said was, hey, go to Dathomir first and go as far as you can. <clears throat> That's all they said, and I was like, "Okay, I'll do that." And I was like, "And then I did, and I got the the double blade lightsaber." But I've heard that, yeah, you, like they'll give it to you eventually. It's just the very top of the tree of life on Kishik. That's when I got the wow. very top of the tree of life. Oh. You got it before that, right? Where'd you get it from? Oh, I. Or did I, you do Dathomir too? I didn't. Yeah, um, I uh, went to the one the other place and then I went to Dathomir like right afterward because uh, I actually liked um, the exploring and lack of fast travel so I actually just kept going through the world over and over and over again. Oh, I like the exploring and the lack of fast travel until you're going back to the yeah, so like I when like, there's like two rooms I, left I in I the still deepest. like that yeah. like beyond your, your, your part like I like even that part. I just hated getting back to the ship when it was like... Some of the areas were a slog. I, I really did enjoy traveling through the world. I thought it was fun. Um, but, like I said, not everybody likes everything oh, about that game. It reminded me of, like, when I played GTA and I start finding shortcuts because I know the neighborhood. That's cool. So I'm like, oh, I'm here. Just this, by the I street need to go stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I need to go here. Oh, one, going here. one other bug I had come up sometimes. This was... Annoying. Luckily, it usually resolved soonish enough. You know how sometimes you'll be fighting someone like a lightsaber battle, and it'll say like mash X or mash B. It could be either one, or it'll give you a different cue, something like that, kind of quick time eventish. I had a few points where it didn't tell you, hmm. and it's me holding the lightsaber like this, and it's like. I know from before this is a button mash, I think, and not just a cutscene. So I'd start mashing and be the wrong one 
and I'd take massive damage or die or something. And then I'd have to re-go through. Like, the one that was really bad is, um, big spoilers, Darth Vader, he choked the fuck out of me ten times. Because when he chokes you, on one hand, it says, sort of smallish, but it says, like, look around. Or right stick to look around. It didn't say that for ten times. I'm hitting every button, hitting everything. And I'm even looking around. The one big thing that glows blue when you look at it, that you force pull to knock him down and get out of his choke, that didn't even light up as blue. So I just died ten times in a row to Vader. I was almost at a point of, I'm going to look up online like, what the actual fuck do I do here? I kept approaching different. Like, maybe if I run in really fast and jump at him. Maybe if I do this. I was getting close looking up what it was. And on the, the 11th time, he's choking me and says, look around. And I was like, I'm looking. And, oh, now that's blue. Force pole. I think I just left. I think you can leave. Yeah, right I think away. I ran away. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even. I was like. I didn't even stay. I, like, immediately So, it's, left. yeah, as soon as Vader showed up, I went. Goodbye. Yeah. I... Oh, I had a door locked behind me. Huh. I'm pretty sure you can. No, I had a door because after the fourth time, I was like, I'm fucking running. And it's like, there was a door that had the right stick symbol. And when I hit it, it just had me wave my hand over it. Nothing happening. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I know I died to him one time because I stood there for a bit. And then the other times I just left. Yeah, I like, tried I leaving. Like, I was like, oh, I guess I can't fight you. I'm leaving. I tried leaving, I tried fighting, and it's like it took forever for it to go, you know what, this time, no, we're going to let you. Yeah, it's, like I said, that's weird. Um, but then I had that also with some quick time events where it's like, sometimes I would, luckily, usually on a quick time event, it's mash X. So I knew most time it's X, so if it didn't appear, I'd just start mashing X. But the times it was B, it's like I would just get fucked. On bright side, one thing I had to give mad respect for this game, being of a Souls-like type of mindset of you can die quite easily, depending on how you play, and if you're not on your A game with a boss, bosses can fuck you up if you just go at them like mad. One thing that's great is when it respawns you, typically there's going to be a meditation point right before any boss fight. And even if there isn't, they're going to checkpoint you right before any boss fight. And when you go back in, it skips all of the cutscenes and dialogue. So I lost a few times to the second um, uh, second interrogator. Mm-hmm. What are, in, second Inquisitor. sister. Second Inquisitor. Oh, second oh. sister Inquisitor. Yeah. The second sister, the big one, right? The really... No, no. No, no that's, that's the, ninth. the ninth. Second, second sister one is the main... Is the main who okay. you fight right before yes, Vader shows yeah, up. Yeah. I lost to her a few times because I really wasn't on my A game. Like, I was kind of half paying attention. Well, the weird thing is is that she does a lot of stuff that is you hadn't seen up... There's a few things that she definitely does that you don't hadn't seen in any other boss fight up until that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's the Dark Souls thing. Learn their tells and then... Trying it through it. She took me down a few times, yeah. but every time you respawn and literally you're looking right ahead and you could see her standing there, ready fight, not like yeah. not on screen and has to go through a cutscene. You walk in and she just goes, yeah. and it's like, all right, it's fight time. Yeah. Good. I don't even have to hit skip cutscene yeah, if it gave you that option. Especially in boss, like before a boss battle is particularly difficult for sure. Yeah, it's a good game. I, I'm very, probably the best Star Wars story in, you know, 
in video game form in quite some time. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's a good game. It was my favorite game of last year. It's really great. Especially, like, all the little <clears throat> things you can do that they don't actually tell you. Like, throw, like, when you get the, when you get the two, when you can split your lightsaber and you can throw your lightsaber while attacking with the other lightsaber <clears throat> while it's still flying around you. That's... The whole splitting lightsaber thing was pretty fucking rad. great. The, the sequence on Ilum was pretty spectacular. Him trying to, you know, reforge his lightsaber was particularly... Yeah, you know, I kind of wish some of the... Uh, there's like a couple puzzle pieces that were fun to mm-hmm. kind of figure out. And I kind of wish some of the puzzle pieces... Like, Actually, you know, what I really liked about <laughs> that game is like there's a moment there where it feels like it's going to only be this kind of game mm-hmm. where it's like a Lara Croft Tomb Raider <laughs> thing where you're like moving those big marbles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like, and like, oh yeah, if I configure it this way i can do this and i was just like man is this gonna be the whole game and it's like it's not that like i thought i was gonna go through a bunch of like different old jedi temples Mm. and like and like explore all their secrets or sith temples and stuff and i i if they're gonna make a dlc or even an expansion like i would like to just do that stuff because that was for me that was like really fun it was yeah it's very good yeah, I I like the non-combat parts more than the combat. I'm not saying combat's bad because no. a lot of the combat's really cool and badass. When you but those puzzles and my, exploration, my was favorite fun. is uh, my other favorite is when when uh, the first time like the fucking bounty hunters show up. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck. I was just like, Wait. oh, I got I got fucking I got jacked. Who, oh, yeah, who I got, the fuck are these guys? Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, you're what like, is? what is that? And then they just start fucking wailing, and you're like, what the hell is going on? And then you. Pass out, and you're like, uh... Oh, yeah. And then force force uh, pushing the, the one of the bounties, bounty hunters with the jetpack, and he just starts flying all over the place. Yeah. That's fucking rad. Those fights were pretty cool. Once, once you got a hang of yeah. them, you could feel like a badass. Well, it's just, it's, like, the, the best part is... <clears> also, you... the first time that you, like, so I did this one time mm. with the dual, with the double-bladed lightsaber, and I blocked three blaster shots, and they all went back and killed three, like, stormtroopers, and I felt so badass. <laughs> but then a second later, a spider bit me. Oh, those spiders Spiders are motherfuckers. Those are nowhere. Those spiders are the worst things. I think the slugs. No, the worst is when they're teamed up. The areas where you have like two spiders and two slugs. And it's like, I don't know what you want from me. Actually, one of the most annoying is fucking the ram. Oh, yeah, the ram. The ram is annoying. The ram is fucking annoying. That guy fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, he's not hard. No. But you suck. Because <laughs> you're fucking getting your own head about him the whole time. You're like, I got this. I Fuck, motherfucker, hit me again. All right, I got and you're this. you're just like, man, I just meditated. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I just meditated and you made me use a stim already. No, there's nothing more satisfying than walking onto walking out into a combat <clears throat> arena, seeing three or four stormtroopers and being like, you know those three stormtroopers? How about you go over the edge? Bye. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then you grab the fourth one, you pull him towards you, and you just fucking gut him with your lightsaber, and you're like, yeah. There was one, um, one of the dudes who had, like, the... The plague troopers, or the purge troopers. Yeah, one of the purge troopers in Kishik in a factory, where there's, like, five regular troopers around him, Mm -hmm. or captain troopers, like the ones with the sashes, and my whole goal is he is right from the meditation point, you run across a pipe, you run into his room, he is at the far end of the room by a pit, you keep running, and you go, push! Mm-hmm. Alright, the rest of you are fucking dead. Yeah. Oh, I, 
I love when you get in a flow with the double-bladed lightsaber in the middle of dudes, because you just start doing this thing, and then yeah. you start... If you time the presses right, and I guess it's like the first upgrade. All the... No, you, he, he starts doing... He starts going faster. Oh, yeah. Like, you start... Because like, you have to, like... You, it's like yeah. a timing thing. If you match, it's going, not as good. Yeah, he starts going... Quack, 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 quack. Like, he starts going extremely fast, and it's just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Why I, can't they just make games... About Star Wars. Just that, do this. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. Just do this. We don't need Super Bomb Bad Racing. No. Yeah, you had the license for how long now? And it took until this. Yeah, it took until this respawn guys. Like, <clears throat> hey, why don't we make the combat fun? You know, fun. Not not super hard, but, you know, kind of well, difficult. We like Dark Souls, so some people like hard combat. But how about if you just don't want to, you can turn down the difficulty and be... Uh, my favorite is that you don't die when you fall off the edge. Because, like, yeah. Dark Souls games, man, wow. that sucks. Also, there's a few <laughs> spots... Like a couple of the well, slippies. Well, this controls a lot better than those do as well, right? Couple. Well, I want to jump over this gap. Uh, did you did you preload <laughs> your jump in Dark Souls? Did you did you run at the thing at the right angle? Oh no, you didn't. You... Uh, it's just it's just more forgiving, right? Because yeah. Dark Souls has a particular way, and if you don't like that way, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, get why. fucked. Mm. Also, yeah, fuck you. That's why. Also, <laughs> if you died instantly from going off a ledge. I think they would have to redo a lot of the slope sliding areas because oh, yeah. some of those where you go around a curb, it's like trying to maneuver the camera and the camera's kind of fighting you. And it's like, I just want to start turning the camera early because I'm going to be turning. I need to know what's coming up and I just fell off a little I didn't ledge. mind them too much. I just, like, I just wish that they made the turn controls, like, like just a little less finicky because yeah. sometimes you turn it and there's this, like, you, it's like it's like driving a boat, oh, yeah. where it's yeah. just like if I turn it too much, then I have you're to overcorrectate. Yeah, now you're yeah, overcorrecting yeah, yeah, that yeah. side, and now now we're fucked. And you turn now too little, like and you're just off the cliff. Yeah, and you're like, but I got this Jedi flip. Yeah, I can correct it, myself, and no, I didn't. I but it's know. not so bad because it's like fun when you do the sequence. Like yeah. you're like, oh, now when I double hit all flip, the jumps, and, and then I gotta freeze that thing, and then double flip thing, and then I go there. Yeah, and it's like okay, this is fun. But then it's just like, oh, we got a curve. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> one thing... Most of my deaths were from and you're that. And you like, do I hit A? Oh, I hit A too early, so I didn't make it far enough. Because yeah. they Most that of my deaths is because of that stuff, where it's just like, I just went a little bit well, too yeah, left. Yeah, like, a lot right. of mine were like, I'm trying to jump up something, and like, he didn't quite, he didn't grab. What are you supposed to grab? Yeah. And he just kind of falls down, I'm like, wait, what? What happened? Yeah. One thing that screwed yeah, me that over in that game, as soon as I got force push... That was pretty much my go-to for so long, because the pushing just feels so good. It's so fun throwing a dude off a cliff. And then when you get pull, that kind of got fun, too, for, like, tra- transversal type of stuff. So, for me, it's all push and pull, depending on what I was doing. I forgot entirely about the slowdown. Oh, yeah. See, that, and was, that when, was my go-to in boss battles because, like, if I wasn't <clears throat> if I wasn't in the timing window, like, getting the parries and stuff, it was just so nice to just be able to go, how about you sl- How about you stop for a little bit and I'm going to come over to the side of you and we're going to hit you a few times with a lightsaber and then we're back off. See, I should have remembered slowdown more because, like, the purge troopers, the easiest way to, to hit them, mm-hmm. do a quick slowdown... Yeah. Hit them once, and then if your force meter is too low, you know, just kind of play with yeah. them a little bit. I forgot, though, on Dathomir, or, yeah, I think it's Dathomir going deep into it, when you could finally, like, fully explore. Mm-hmm. 
there was this one wall that you had to force push and then slow down and you climb up this thing you yeah. pushed. If you don't slow it down, it'll swing back in position before you could climb yes. up it. I forgot slow down existed. Uh, it's like Apparently, I don't have the power to do this. I don't know what you want from me. I continued exploring for a while until all of a sudden, in frustration, I'm mashing everything and to slow down. I was like, son of a bitch. You get quite a bit of stuff to to, to use in that game. I I love the fact that your lightsaber, the pull-apart ability, when you get that, how it's different for if you're one-bladed or two-bladed at the time you activate, like... Your two blade, I love that. Like both blades down at once on one dude, just like I'll, I'll, yeah. And then like and then the whole like like uh, where you get the combo where you can go from single to, to double that. bladed yeah. and then back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's fucking rad. <clears throat> I also love the fact that going through the game, unless you like a hundred percent, odds are you're not going to max out your skill tree. Like at yeah. least for me, I had like. Two abilities left. There were a couple that I didn't get. And I love the fact that I didn't complete the whole skill tree by the time I beat it. Because I hate games where you max out everything and it's like, I still have half the game to go. I'm never getting more powerful than this. It's kind of like, the one I always think back to is Crackdown. Mm -hmm. The first one. Like, once I maxed out every ability except for driving. Because who the fuck wanted to drive in that game? That game's all about jumping over Mm -hmm. shit. Once I maxed out every ability except driving, I literally just quit right then. I was like, nah, I have half the game ahead of me. I'm good. Skills for kill, Legion. There are no carrots left in front of me. I need a carrot. I don't have the carrot. You play anything else? Or is it just Jedi? That game was really good. It's really good, and I'm glad (coughs) that we had a good Star Wars game last year. With good characters, good story, fun mechanics. Let's do it again. Okay. Let's make another. Let's make. Let's have another Star Wars. What are we gonna? What, what's Calcastus gonna do? Where's he going? Now? I don't know. She go to the unknown regions because that's apparently where everybody goes when they want to disappear for a while. <laughs> Just head out out to the unknown regions. Oh no, they're. Ju- I I honestly didn't know that Darth Vader was gonna be in that in that no. game until he showed up, and I kind of freaked out a little bit and was like, oh shit. Oh shit! No, that's why when like what you're what you were talking about, like my reaction when I saw Darth Vader, I knew who my character was at that point, and I'm like, this is a point where you run because that's Darth Vader. Like Darth Vader is Darth Vader, even with all of the crimes they committed against him in the prequels. Yeah, it's like second sister. She was tough. Yeah, he's their boss. Yeah, yeah, I did like her story. Yeah. And it was like, oh no, why are you hot under the mask? But then also, <laughs> but then also they do, they do like, like we're talking about. Oh, it's sexy. Oh, no. Previously, they do a good job with I'm like expressing what the Jedi would want to do in that situation. Like yeah. nobody is beyond redemption, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I also, okay. Yeah, like for me, I even knew Vader is coming because before I ever played, there was that news story on Kotaku about. Yeah, it's kind of hard to. Yeah. After a week, it was really hard. Once to that avoid. ad came out, that yeah, they spoiled they it in it the ad. Even yeah. knowing he was coming, I just thought he would pop in at the very, very end with like a Rogue One style, like, oh, "All he right, he's in. here, he's mm-hmm. gone." Instead, it's like he's here and he's pissed. He wants me. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. Revealed me. I love when you think and then you her, get her her reaction to it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, she's terrified, and you're like, "Wait, you're terrified? 
You're you're the ultimate bad. Not anymore. Well, what, what, I want What's the one, three, four, five, six, seven, eight sister? Because you if you yeah, fight dead. two and nine. They all dead then, or they are <coughs> being saved for sequel yeah. slash DLC. I, two, two of them are fucking what's his name from the Force Unleashed. I love when you think you got away. What? When you think you got away from Vader, like, you run, you oh, yeah. get past oh, yeah. the he's big a, bridge, yeah, hard, and it's like, alright, I'm good, I'm he's good. And all of a sudden, it's like, fuck, I went the wrong way. I meant to go this way. Yeah, he's fucking coming for you, man. Yeah, that game, yeah, it's very a, impressive. That's a, that's a fun game. Just a fun game. So, I also, this week, came out a game... Going back to the first year we podcasted, okay, I played a game on PC that I really enjoyed. Uh huh. To the Moon. Sure. This week they released on the Switch because the Switch gets every indie game that's available on Steam. Because why not? To the Moon High Definition Remaster HD. Okay. It's not much different. Mm-hmm. The visuals, though, it's one of those things. So we were talking earlier about how Nintendo games, when they are in high def, yes. can look so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though they're not the most detailed, it doesn't need to be detailed to be good in high def. To the Moon looks really good in high def. Mm-hmm. It looks great in handheld mode. It looks great on the Dark. big screen. Mm-hmm. I would played a little of both. It sounds great, because the music was always a real powerful part of that game. The story, coming back to it about seven years after I played it before, because I want to say it's 2012 when I played before, like, second half of 2012. Story, having gone through life a little more, Mm -hmm. that story hits a lot heavier than it used to for me. There's a lot of uh, things in it that I didn't really pay full attention to. Um, there's some real good awareness of uh, different things, such as there's loss, death, there's um, what's considered um, oh no, normative for different conditions in life. There's also uh, some of the mysteries are a little more nuanced than I thought they were before. Actually looking at it again with, oh no, there's been a lot of good games to expand your thinking in mm-hmm. the last decade. And having those games really makes you appreciate what all they had here. There's some great stuff looking at, like, um, autism and what's considered cognitive, normative. Like, there is just so many great details in this game. I wish it didn't have one fucking bug in it that is really, really fucking the worst. When you go to a new screen, you have a chance of the D-pad sticking. But not right away. And only the D-pad. So if you play entirely with your analog stick, with the left stick, which it is a RPG Maker game or is a Game Maker game originally. I want to say it might have been Game Maker instead of RPG Maker. But, you know, it's very much you can only move in the four cardinal directions. There is no diagonal. Hmm. So D-pad feels a lot better. Even on a Joy-Con, the the button D-pad feels better than analog. But if you use the D-pad, if one of the buttons is stuck, and you will not know which one until you're moving and then stop moving, you will all of a sudden start walking one direction, which sometimes means you will immediately just walk through a screen transition into a loading scene, and you need to go back to the previous screen. And the loads, they're not the longest in the world, 
but this game does have longer loads than it should. It takes about maybe five seconds to load a screen. So if you immediately get slammed by a button stick, it's five seconds load in, and then you walk back the other direction, five seconds load back, and you hope it's not a button stick again. The only way to unstick whatever button is stuck is to press that direction. So if, let's say, down is stuck direction, and you're just, you start at the bottom of a screen, you just want to go to the upper left corner, you're hitting up immediately, you hit left, you hit up, you hit left, you hit up, you let go, all of a sudden you're walking down until you press down. You have to press down once, and then it works. But it keeps happening on almost every screen transition in the whole fucking game. There is no reason it exists. Mm. And it's not my Joy-Con, because like I said, I played handheld and big screen. Mm -hmm. Big screen, I'm using a Pro Controller. So Pro Controller did the same shit. Mm. So there is a bug within the programming that really takes away from what should be a really amazing game. Like, you know, I said with Jedi Fallen Order, the disco light shows really were offsetting for me. But they didn't piss me off. They just kind of irritated me. It's like buzzing of a fluorescent light. You know, it's like that sucks, whatever. This, though, pissed me off actively, which is well, not yeah, great. I mean, you know, those are not... The, the lights do- doesn't prevent you from actually proceeding in the game other than being mildly annoying. This is something that is actually making the gameplay take longer to get, get through, so it's more detrimental than just light flashing. So. Yep, Unless exactly. you have epilepsy, of course, then the flashing lights could be a much bigger issue. But. Yeah. And this, there's no reason for this button issue. Yeah. It's still, even though it's a remake for the Switch, it's not made by um, Freebird Games, oh, okay. which is Kangao Studio. Yeah. It's some other company Ported. made the mm. actual port of it. Mm. I think they remade parts of it. Mm. So I don't get where this problem came in because it's not just a port of a legacy thing. It is a actual programming yeah. So it makes no sense. It's a shame. It's also a shame that you still can only move on the four directions because it is very stiff, you know, 10 years ago RPG maker controls, which are rough as hell. Still, though, the story, the music, really fantastic game, complete tearjerker, one of those where it will hit the feels. It hit the feels pretty heavy. I went through a few tissues. That's a really good game and then i got really pissed off after i beat it because after beating it i was feeling all somber and sad because the ending is really powerful emotionally i looked on my phone twitch notification super shiggy which would be laura shigahara Mm -hmm. who does the music for some of the music on that game she does plants versus zombies music she also did raccoon which was a real good emotional rpg maker type of game Said she was live on Twitch, and my Roku Twitch app, like, got borked yesterday. It's like, man, that sucks. And then I played one other game. So, Uh I don't know who it was on Twitter. Somebody on Twitter said they were really excited. It's an indie game developer that I follow. I wish I could remember who it was. Said they were excited that Lena's uh, Inception is out or is coming or something like that. So, I looked online yesterday on Steam. And Lena's Inception was already out. I think it came out yesterday. So Lena's Inception is kind of Axiom Verge to uh, Zelda games. So, you know, Axiom Verge is the whole Metroid, but 
there's some weird like fourth wall breaking. There's a lot of glitching, you know, intentional glitches. And that's what this game is. So it's Zelda, except um, you're a school teacher and you leave your school and all of a sudden the school gets glitched out and you can't get back in there. You start walking around trying to figure out what's going on. All you have is a yardstick. And the game is also a roguelite, so it is procedurally generated. You could go through and have a completely different game each time. You could also treat it kind of like a, um, it, um, it has daily challenges. It also has like only play through dungeons, only play with certain weapons. Like it has a lot of cool, like, you know, replayability features. So you're going around with your yardstick and you come across a cave where there's a dead old guy and written in blood is, uh, it's dangerous to go alone. And there's a sword wrapped up in like wrapping paper with a note on it saying, for Lucas. They couldn't say Link, obviously, but for Lucas. You leave the cave and there is obviously not Link, Lucas. And you give him the sword, he holds it up. And you, being a school teacher, kind of scold him, going, "You're gonna, you're going to hurt someone just holding up a sword like that." I'm going to train you, and so you take him first dungeon, try and train him. He ends up getting killed by the first slime he encounters. At which point, you're pretty much the new Link. You're on the quest to save the world, and everything is glitched to hell because Lucas died, and the world is not set up to handle that. You broke time on Kevin and it's really cool. Like, the game, it is a procedurally generated, like, old, you know, Legend of Zelda-style Zelda game with a few bonus, like, twists and turns. Like, instead of a boomerang, you have a rope. So it's kind of a whip or a rope. It doesn't hurt enemies, but it could you hit an enemy with it, you draw them over to you, and you could sort them. You get the bombs. You end up, like, getting swim fins, things like that. So you could go swimming, like... You know, the world ex uh, opens up more as you get new weapons and abilities. It's a really cool Zelda style with a good, like, level of, like, humor, fourth wall breaking, and glitchiness. Nifty. It's a very good game if you like Zelda. And you could play with either 8-bit style or 32-bit style visuals. Oh, that's cool. Different. That's, that's a nifty option. And you could put in the name you want for whatever seed. So in, you, when you start a game, it'll yeah. give you a... A seed name, but you could put whatever one you want. So you could always make sure you have a different experience if you want. You could, um, it's set up where people could do like speed run races off of the same seed. Like you could tell they're going for a very wide audience potential. And it doesn't feel brokenly procedurally generated like, um, Chasm. Mm -hmm. Remember, Chasm kind of had issues yeah. where a lot of the rooms looked the same. Some of the dungeons were laid out really bad. Yeah, that was poor. Yep. This one, every room feels kind of fun. That's like, I haven't hit anything that makes me go, oh, this is dumb. And there's a lot of cool, like, little bonus mechanics. You get a phone where you can um, call up different people. So you could call up a librarian who will give you hints at any time. So if you ever get lost, it will actually show you, like, on the procedurally generated world map where the next dungeon is. So you pretty much always have guidance if nice. you need it. Very user-friendly. Very good. That is what I've played. Nice. We have well, to go back. Well, you talk about going back and also Gotta go Zelda. Back, go back to. We have to go back, Link. I have been playing a lot of The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild on my personal computer. 
I own the game. So they finally... Yeah, that doesn't give you the right to... I backed it up. It's a backup <clears throat> copy of my game that is running on my personal computer. You know, it's complete... It's complete bullshit. So once again, Epic Game Store had to step in and get, like, dibs. No, no, I didn't buy this off of Epic. Oh, so it's Steam, so it's cool. No, not Steam. Windows Store. Nope, I'm running an emulator. Origin. I'm running an emulator called Cemu, C-E-M-U. That uh, allows you to run Wii U titles on your personal computer. So um, it's it's pretty incredible what? looking at that game. What happens when you drive through like the city of Telemuk? You know where they have a lot of dairy farms. You see moo. Oh, I see. What there. Get out! <laughs> it Get was funny. Fuck out! <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is still a great game, and it looks even more incredible on a high-powered PC, running it at 2K, and also with a bunch of a bunch of fun little like tweaks to it, you know, because maybe you don't want to deal with arrows in that game, and you just like I I want infinite arrows. Yes, I have infinite <coughs> arrows. Now. What are you gonna do without motion aiming on your bow? Um, I use the stick to aim, but if I really wanted to, I could probably use my mouse as the Wii U gamepad because some of the puzzles in that game required the Wii U gamepad, apparently, and would not let you do them without it. There was one puzzle I went, I found, which was the infamous labyrinth, uh, puzzle. Oh, God. Where you have to tilt the thing, <clears throat> and I only got through that via sheer luck because trying to do that thing with the mouse as the Wii U gamepad was not working as intended. I only got through that on the real game by breaking, going against what it wanted you to do. Oh, yeah, you flip it over and you have the... Yeah, have a the, big flat surface. Flat, big flat surface. You can just roll that ball into the, into the pathway. So, um... Yeah, like it's just watching that game run at a super steady frame rate and not have any like weird, you know, stuttering issues when it's raining and you're in the middle of uh, Kakariko Village or Hateno Village and just seeing everybody moving around nice and smoothly is pretty cool. And yeah, that game's a lot of fun still. Um, another game I've actually gone back to recently <coughs> is Dead Cells. Um, that got added to Xbox Game Pass at one point, and I decided to boot it up one day and start start a run. Every once in a while I forget that game actually came out like yeah. over a year ago. And I, I actually completed a run, like my first run through, which I don't think I had actually ever done in the PC release. <clears throat> so they've done, you know, they've, they've overhauled that game like numerous times during its development and even since it's been released. Oh yeah, that's um, one of those games where they're never done like tweaking it. But it's cool because the you know they actually have like a it seems like there is like a progression path now like you can go through the the run and then you'll probably find at least one uh, one rune that'll open up a different branching path for you. So like the first time I went through it, of course I found the rune that lets you grow the, the vines so that you can climb up to those areas. And then once you find that, if you start going down the path where the vine leads to, you can find another rune for the teleportation, which teleports you for the coffins. Um, they introduced another. Another, like, sort of, like, unlockable rune, which is, like, the ground pound, which allows you to break through floors. Um, Can you damage with it as well? Well, you always have the the actual, like, uh, dive kick that you have, but this one actually will break certain parts of the Mm. floor with the runes on it. Um, Yeah, they've done a whole lot of weird tweaks to the way the weapons work in that. The unlock system is much more complex. Um, You're finding a lot more blueprints. 
the orbs are, you know, you're actually going to have to run through the game several times to unlock something in a lot of cases. So they've done a good job of giving you enough breadcrumbs that you can always feel like you're pursuing something on a run. Uh, they've also apparently implemented the ability, like, uh, you can actually, uh, detach from your body, because you're basically just a little blob of something that finds a, a husk. Dead cells. Yeah, so, um, there's, like, daily challenges in it now, there's a bunch of weird, like, places that I've gone into that I'm not sure how to unlock, there's a bunch of new doors that require what they call boss cells, but I haven't gotten any of those yet, um, but yeah, that game's cool still really hard uh when you get to some of those more complex you know more dangerous areas but you know if you actually find if you can find a good set of weapons and sub weapons on the run it's it's still pretty fun to get through a run and beat the last boss and then restart so i should go back to that game last time i did was the extra life that took place almost one whole year before mm-hmm. the game hit actual release yeah. and my problem you know it's all about during each run, it's going to be different. Yeah. Do you grab the right weapons? You know, do you get the right luck? Mm-hmm. I had, like, one run where I got the perfect yeah. weapon combo. And I felt like a god. Yeah. Like, I was destroying and cheesing everything. And then, like, the next five runs, the game punished me by giving me, like, the worst combo possible. Well, and, the, and the, the good, another good thing that they've added into the game for that is that... So if you pick up a weapon that you like, like the style of weapon, but you don't like the modifiers that are on it, in between the actual levels themselves, there's a person you can... Or a creature you can talk to that'll allow you to re-roll those modifiers for some gold. So you can go in there and, like, if you see the mods you don't like and you're trying to build, like, a, a good combo, you can just re-roll those mods for not a, not a whole lot of money and then until you get one that you like or that synergizes better with your your build so that would have been better for me because i would find either a really crappy weapon of the style i needed Mm -hmm. or i'd find a really powerful of the type i just didn't want and then they've also implemented the ability to recycle your items so if you if you do drop an item you can actually recycle it for gold so you Mm. get some money back for it when you do when you do make a switch so say you find a better item you can still salvage that one that you picked up earlier because a lot in a lot of cases those are like choices that you're making from like those chests or from those areas that you find like the two choices and it says pick one so it's cool that they a lot they don't penalize you now for you know for making that choice but then like two minutes later you find an even better weapon so that's cool yeah and then there's upgrades to how much money you can carry over between runs and it's it's a lot of really good changes and that game still plays excellent like we talk about you know chasm having controls that weren't great this is a game that's controls are still superb oh man thinking back on chasm but the other game i've been playing is one that dan's probably going to talk about extensively so dan why don't you tell us what we've been playing after you tell us other things that you might have been playing if you would like uh yeah, I've been playing a bunch of Civilization Six, although not recently, yeah. but uh, the last time, since the last time we podcast. Um, yeah, I felt bad. Uh, um, I got, did I say that I got a domination victory last? I forget. You said you uh, got like a religious I victory. I did a domination but... victory. Yeah, you had the gay religion oh, conquer yes. the world, yes, which yeah, is awesome. <laughs> so we had, so we wanted to do domination and I picked the Scythians because you get light cavalry. Twice every time you build one, you get two, two, two for the price of two one. Two for one, which is bad. Which gonna be bad because <clears> suddenly <throat> you have too many units to maintain and you don't have money. But it can be good when you want to invade Brazil at 500 BC and like wipe them out of the game before Christ is born. Just keep feeding troops to the machine. Yeah, 
and Meat then for the uh, then Germany was next. Uh huh. They got taken over <coughs> by all of the horses. The Ottomans fell surprisingly quickly, Ooh. and then uh, Hungary took a couple took a couple tries. Okay, because they were time, hungry. They, I was like, oh, nobody else built walls, but Hungary built walls. Let's also Dan we likes played. A challenge. Also, we played a we played a map that I've never I've I normally don't play. Um, we played a lakes map. So there were no oceans, but Ooh. only lakes. Mm. So uh, um, basically, naval, naval stuff is, is a little bit out. Yeah. Um, there's actually there was actually one big lake. Mm-hmm. It was basically two seas put together, which there could be naval stuff there. And then I think we made the map extra big and didn't put enough sieves in it. So there were like, like towards huge the end of the game, and we there were huge swaths of land that was just wilderness. And I was just like, man, this would be a cool world because it's like we're advanced, <laughs> right? We're putting satellites in. We got all modern. And stuff, but there's, but there's whole parts un- of the world where we're just like nobody cares regions, and so there were always barbarians. There were barbarians with tanks. <laughs> Do they yeah. upgrade? Oh yeah, barbarians yeah, upgrade. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, we always we always talk about barbarians. We always talk that. about barbarian Shangri La yeah, yeah, yeah. because like once a, so like once in a while they will capture your settlers. Uh-huh. So one time like in a different game they captured Rick's settler <laughs> and Rick, it took it took Rick like twenty turns to get him back because they they also killed his dude right oh, yeah. and I was just like he's gone they're making barbarian Shangri La <laughs> like we're gonna like like a thousand years from now we're gonna be exploring that part of the map and be like. Wow, they have so much culture and tanks and planes. But uh, sure. uh, here comes the barbarian nukes. Sure enough, I don't know if barbarians can settle. I know they can in One of the four. Older ones, I, I think. Yeah, yeah four. They every could. time, every single. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, this so this one was funny. So Hungary was like a little bit farther away, right? There was like almost like half a continent between us, and it was mostly land and desert. So I was like, I'm gonna build some cities there as staging places yes. because I'm getting into the jet bomber age. Yeah. So this is gonna be the airport uh-huh. that we're gonna launch <laughs> the incursion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we built the Great Scythian Railway, which I just built railway everywhere. There was so much rail. Uh-huh. I had like ten military engineers working. At a choo time. choo train. Uh, Rick and Rick and uh, Bryce were getting mad because they were like, "Your turns, ain't, your turns are taking long." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I have a lot of moving pieces right now." Building the global because transportation basically, I had infrastructure. <laughs> Seriously, so I had my country, I had Brazil's country, uh-huh. I had Germany's country, uh-huh. which was big, uh-huh. and then the Ottomans, which was medium, uh-huh. and I had all of those places, and I was building more cities so that I could build this railroad. At one point, I think I had like 22 cities. Jesus because Christ. I just I just took them over, yeah. right? And you so can't even destroy the capital. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of moving parts. So we built like this. I felt like I should have gotten credit for a wonder because yeah. I built a tra- rail tra- a tra- train that crossed like three continents. Nice. Like from from Istanbul to Hamburg uh-huh. to Rio de Janeiro yeah. to whatever this fucking Scythian capital called Povorovko or something. I don't know. And then all the way to almost Hungary. Uh-huh. So this this town though in uh-huh. the desert uh-huh. was a little too close to Hungary. Mm. So it was they were unstable. Yeah. So they started rioting and they started uh-huh. rioting every five turns. Mm. So I would they would riot, kick my military <coughs> guys out. We'd go in with tanks. They had tanks. It was big bloody warfare. Their population would get kicked down to one. We'd take it over, and then he would say. Revolt in ten turns, or revolt in six turns, and I was just like, "Motherfuck!" I put this too close, so it became a thing where we were fighting mm-hmm. over a town in the desert, in the desert that wanted to be independent, uh-huh. 
So, yeah, yeah really, you know, real life, right? <laughs> yeah, Jerusalem. So eventually I was like, after like three revolts, mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of killing my own people, using my, my resources to do this. Yep. So what's what's the, what's the what's one thing? I can either let the Hungarians have it, because yeah. first it becomes a free city. Then it says it's going to convert to Hungary in like ten turns. So I was like, oh, we got we to throw all of our military might to this. Yep. So now it's ours. We could just let Hungary have it, or we could invade Hungary. <laughs> so you invade no, I, I'm not close to the border anymore no. because I'm not a border town anymore mm-hmm. because we bombed everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the last, the last place to to go was uh, Dido's uh, Carthage, and so that was on the other end. So I let the I let the uh, Koreans and the Zulu, which are uh, Bryce and Rick respectively, mm-hmm. get them. And then uh, Bryce was the first one to thermonuclear weapons, uh-huh. and he had uh, what they have. They, there's a new unit called like laser death robots, which is just basically a big <coughs> mech yeah. that shoots lasers that's immune to like the the nuclear bombs. Future uh-huh. tech weapon. So they just started like Bryce. Just he was like, it's it's really complicated. There's a lot of steps to get to to get nuclear so, weapons yeah. to a right place, and then also like Bryce was skipping steps. So he's like, now I need a way to deliver this, and it's like, okay, now I gotta get these bombers, I gotta get airplanes, <laughs> and then these these planes. Oh, because we have a massive fucking uh-huh. world, yeah. like are too far away. So I gotta build this airstrip so like while i'm destroying hungary uh-huh. i'm just picturing a s- real world like country that builds a ton of nuclear bombs with no way to get them out of there and they're like just give us oh, no. time. yeah totally it was so great it was because oh yeah finally researched it we finally did the project okay we built our first nuclear bomb it's just like okay so now we have it what are we Can gonna we do? get it out we of our destroy carthage yeah but they're like a there. thousand miles away. I, what do you want me to do with this? Why didn't we think about this? Okay, sir. This, so, okay, this we got to build planes. Okay, we built a plane. Okay, can it there's, hold the bomb? There's still no, too. Yeah, there's still too far. Okay, uh, build a better plane. We built an air uh, airport. Okay. Oh, the next town. Okay, okay. so we transferred the plane over there. They're still too far away. So it's, it was just like that, sir. The civilians are kind of worried about the stockpile of nuclear bombs. That keep growing bigger and bigger, but don't go. What was funny was that I had, like, a lot of resources because I had so many cities that, like, even though Bryce, like, had all these magnificent, like, universities and wonders, like, I was out-sciencing him through raw... Sheer numbers. Sheer numbers. Like, we were the fucking Soviet Union. It was great. I mean, we had a couple good universities, yeah. but it was just like, it was just too much. Anyway, what was funny... A thousand monkeys at a thousand typewriters. Like the Soviet Union. Well, what was kind of funny was that also, like, I, I ended up being fascist, because I was like, I'm never fascist, and if I'm going to be fascist, <laughs> this is the time to be fascist. Global domination, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, I was fascist, but... I also had so many resources and so many cities that I just started cranking out spies. And so spies were blowing up dams. They were inciting revolts. And so in the middle of their war against the the Carthage, um, I was inciting a revolt. So all of a sudden there was a lot of uh, quote-unquote barbarian partisans all around this one city that they also nuked that there were lasers going off and those guys were also fighting it was like a three-way war with robots and nuclear weapons mm-hmm. and then, like it was like that meme where like that that uh i forgot it's like um i think it's kermit or something mm-hmm. where he's just like what are they doing over there <laughs> like what what they doing over there because my people were like 
look, we bomb stuff, we shoot people, but I don't know what's going on. There's laser robots. And so the other thing on the other side of the world was the future scenes from Terminator yeah. 2. Yeah. The other thing that's actually really funny about, about all of this was that when I got to the part where I could get archaeologists to put like stuff in my natural history museums, there was just a lot of artifacts of all the civilizations that I destroyed. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, oh, we found all these German artifacts all right around Hamburg and, and Aachen mm-hmm. and all of these German cities. Wow, I wonder what happened to the people. Mm. Wow, all these Brazilian artifacts are really cool yeah. that are all like by Rio de, G- Rio de Janeiro. I wonder <clears throat> what happened to the Brazilians. You murdered them all, Dan. Oh, we live on top of their corpses. Yeah, we built bones. We built the we built the we built the university out of their bones. Yep. Bone University. That's where you studied anthropology. Anyway, Civilization uh, Six. I don't think I played anything really else because all I have been playing Dan's been obsessed is uh, Monster Hunter Iceborne. Okay, <coughs> Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter Colon World. Iceborne. It's about. I was thinking at first, is this going to be Destiny Two time again? No, uh, yeah. I mean, there was Destiny we were, there in the middle, but there's not, there hasn't really been too much new stuff other than small stuff. But Monster Hunter Iceborne is really cool because there's a lot of cool new stuff. Yeah. They focused really onto the singer, so there's a lot of like cool moves with the singer stuff. There's new ways to attack the monsters. There's I hear also... there's new ways to get on top of the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Oh so my goodness. That's really cool because you can shoot them in the face um, and then and then they'll like stumble around and if they hit a wall, it's massive damage. So it's really cool. You can kind of do... Uh, there's, it's, it's cool that there's more options in order to engage the monsters because it makes the fights more, feel more good. And also because the monsters are another level of hard now because there oh, is yeah. master rank. Oh, boy. So there was low rank. High rank, and then there was tempered high rank, <coughs> and now we are at master rank. Yes. And there is also tempered master rank further oh, on, yeah. in the, but we I have not gotten to that no. point. So it's funny because all the new, all the new armor is called master rank, master rank armor, right? Because it was low, high. So there's master rank armor, but I was like all built out already. Yeah. Like I had all this. We stuff. were all built and out. And then so yeah. for the first couple master rank monsters, it's like yeah, yeah, this is a good challenge. And it gets to a certain point where you're just like, I don't think I have enough numbers. <laughs> To when, keep up with this motherfucker. When the monster goes slap and you die, you faint, you're like, oh. Yeah, so, like, yeah, like last night I was like, John, you gotta build new armor. Yeah. You just gotta do it. I, everybody went, everybody that is playing this game right now that, that I know has gone through the same thing. Yeah. I don't want to make new armor because I have all the skills and the bonuses exactly where I wanted yep. them to be. This is why we played 200 hours. <laughs> Have it all but then the want. game says, no, 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 no. Yeah, and then, you gotta start again. What's kind of cool is that it's actually made me use uh, a different build. So, like, I mean, hooray. I just grabbed, <laughs> I picked one set of armor. I'm like, I'm going to build this whole set. Yeah. And we're going to use that as a starting point. Yeah. Until we start going into, I look up online and they go, all right, what do I need for what I want to play? And then they go, okay. Yeah, so, like, I feel like I maybe halfway through maybe a little bit over halfway through the expansion story stuff because you have to go through the story to um unlock all the different armors because there's still stuff on my tech tree that are like that's yeah. just question marks right? yeah it's a whole I bunch found of the, the material stuff but uh yeah some of some of the new monsters are cool there's a lot of variants on old monsters yeah. But they're also cool because they they act a little different. Oh yeah, like there's... I mean, the one we fought last night that I that, that we the, the, the Tigrex. No, the the one we killed. 
so the Tigrex just fucking beat my ass, and I was like, okay. Oh, the Glavinus? Yeah, the, the, basically the yes. Anginath that is... Uh, yeah, Sword Dinosaur. Sword Dinosaur. He has, he has a, he has, his tail is like a sword, well, it's like a really sharp tail, and then he sharpens it with his teeth, and, and then he starts spinning around and stabbing you with it. And it's and sharpened, you're just but like, it's also on fire. You're like, hooray, Monster Hunter, I love that you're weird. I'm... I'm not a dentist, but that's not good for your but teeth. But the cool thing no, is, is that so. like still. Well, you know how like like beavers have to keep chewing stuff. Oh, down? so yeah. their teeth keep growing. Yeah, probably. Oh, I'll... probably. I feel bad for them. The cool thing is, is I that know. like that's why it's good for them. Kill you. Getting back he into the it. groove of how to actually play that game isn't so daunting anymore. Like it's because there's so much <clears> muscle memory <throat> from playing like me focusing on one type of weapon. It's very easy to get back into the okay. It's this is cool. How I There's do it. like some slight little combo stuff that's a little different, and in uh, like the ice stuff. Actually, the one thing that I'm a smidge disappointed in is that I thought the ice survival stuff was going to be a little bit more involved. Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, just drink a hot drink, Dan. Gotta you just drink a drink. hot drink, or you put a warming jewel on in mm-hmm. the the statuses of the. Oh, I haven't seen a warming jewel yet. So yeah, I'm so there's a warming jewel okay. that's just a one level skill, and it's just that like... it just nullifies all the cold weather. Oh, so you only need one gem that's one level one. But, and then oh no, well it's a uh, meaning the skill. Okay, so I think it's a two slot. Okay, gem. so that's you're still bad. using a, yeah, a yeah. gem mm-hmm. slot. But uh, but, but uh, then like the uh, the cool another thing I will say that I really liked about the really like about the expansion is that they added some new <coughs> weapons like net new weapon trees yeah. but they also made it so that your the weapons that you had built up throughout the oh, yeah, whole first going. game yeah, get every... to keep going which is awesome because you're not like oh now I have to start from scratch and get all these materials to yeah, build yeah. up to that again it's like no I already spent all this time building all of those charge blades that I could yeah. now they're not worthless I just got to find the new materials to upgrade yeah. them to the next level yeah, Which there's is, a lot of cool, a lot of cool decisions. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I haven't even really done yet. There's like a Pokemon Snap kind of thing where you take pictures of stuff. Right, yeah. I haven't really done that. There's a Steamworks. There's section. a weird Steamworks <laughs> mini so game weird. that gives you bonus items that I don't understand what's going on. It's, it's like it's first of all, I don't know why fuel gets added to it. Right, uh-huh. every so often it's like fuel reserves are full. So it's like, okay, I guess I should go to the Steamworks. I don't know why you get fuel. And then you can add more fuel yes. so that your the game mini game will go longer. Yeah. And then you press A, X, or Y in yeah. whatever sequence. Yeah. And then it builds up steam. Mm-hmm. You're basically playing a Simon game, but the Simon doesn't tell you what sequence you need to press. So it's basically blindly guessing. Oh, it's slot machine. That's yeah, all it is. Yeah. It's a slot machine. So but then, wait, a slot machine as a non-main game type of? Yeah, and then sometimes, sometimes well you enough, do well enough that like, the, the the little cat palicos come out, and, and they then go, they rare, tell you which rare, ones to press. Rare. And I don't know <clears throat> when that happens because sometimes I get a lot right in a row. And then the guy seems upset, and then sometimes when I get stuff wrong, he says, good job, yeah. and I don't know what's happening, and, and then I just get items, and then I leave. Yeah. And then I don't look at that anymore. Until it's, until it's full again. And also, they have a lot of steam baths, because you're in the cold place, yeah. and then when you go into the steam bath with your palico, you it becomes around. really weird. You mess around with that palico, Dan. Yeah, there's a button to mess around. Mess around. And so you start petting your palico, which you have already determined that these are sentient. fully sentient, mm-hmm. conscious beings mm-hmm. because the because sh- the chef also talks to you. Yes, and that's a big palico. She's a, she's an adorable old lady. Yeah, cat. it's a grandma palico. So these are fully functioning beings that you are just petting and rubbing. Mm-hmm. 
in the steam bath. Unless you're David, then they just look like Mega Man. And that is gross. Oh, it's worse when it's Mega Man. I heard you guys talking. It was how creepy it looked. Because there's a skin, one of the special skins, because it's Capcom, is Mega Man, right? So the the Palicos are kind of like cat. They're like, meow, meow. And then you're like, ooh. And then you can like, you can even pick them up and then make like, Please tell me it's Mega Man doing the exact same animations like that Batman and Catwoman skin exchange thing. It's just a skin. So Mega Man's like, and it's like 8-bit Mega Man, right? So he's a little blocky. He's blocky yeah. It's oh, blocky, God. blocky dude, polygonal. Dude, dude, imagine if they could get the guy from the Mega Man 1 cover art <laughs> doing that shit. Or get the voice of the guy who did the Me- Mega Man in the Captain N cover. Meow! I'm Mega Man. Meow! Monster Hunter is back, and it's fun, and it's great. The only thing I wish you could do is show off your house to other people because I have all these decorations and you can't do that. I believe you can do that on the PS4 right now, but like, or the console version, but I'm guessing that comes. But anyway. Monster Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Monster Hunter back. The price. With all all of its same nuances and strange stuff. Where it's just like, you gotta watch the cutscene before other people can join your quest. Why? Nobody knows. And the worst part of that is that it's like, alright, I'm in the quest, I watch the cutscene, guys, come help, and then they join, and you're like, but I'm still alone with this monster. Honestly, what you and should do just got is hard leave. Just tra- yeah. Leave well, you can't leave. fast travel when you're in combat, so... No, you can just abandon oh, the just, mission. Yeah. And then restart, and then restart the mission yeah, with you know. all four of us together. Yeah. That's That's what you would normally do. Sometimes, but sometimes it's just quicker to just. Yeah. But I mean, you can far. You can use a farcaster. You've never used a farcaster. No. Farcaster lets you go back to camp. It just it picks a camp to go back to in the middle combat. I should do. Put you can only carry them. one at a time. Put some of those. Put that in my kit. Yeah. My, my put that in quick your kit. kit. I barely use it, but once in a while it is very useful. Because one time we got into the last faint, and he was about to kill me, and I was just like, farcaster, yeah. bye, I'm out of here. Yeah, we. I know we're in the, the the learning period when David, who is generally our support character and healer, like just got like destroyed during yeah, he got, that fight. Like, one shotted. Yeah, he was like, I was at half health. I was trying to heal, and then I just died. And I was like, uh, Oh, Tigrix, Tigrix this is, the is real. definitely a check. Yeah, there's a couple of checks in that game. Always where it's just yeah. like, Hey, are you built enough? Have you been like progressing? Have you been like grinding out? And then Tigrix <coughs> was like, Hey, how's it going? I'm just here to make sure that you got your papers all correct. And then last. Last night it was just like you don't have your papers correct. You come back later. <laughs> and then so Dan's like, "Let's go get this mantle for you so that we can try this again." Oh yeah, we yeah, finished you off gotta, the mantle. You got to get the temple. I I was getting all the mantles. I just you know. Oh yeah, no, every, we all had to get yeah. through it because nobody knew. Like I was just like looking at Rick like months ago. I was just like, "What the fuck are you wearing?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "It's temple mantle. You don't have it." I was like, "No, what is this?" He's <laughs> like, "Okay, you got to go get it." Yeah. That was a fun fight, though, fighting those two dragons, you know, like as much as we yell and oh, scream. Oh, uh, Tolstra and, 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 and Lunastra. Lunastra. Yeah. They both sound like they're... Drugs for yeah. boner pills, Boner right? pills. Yeah. Tolstra and Lunastra. Mm-hmm. When the time is right, you'll know it's right. When you have Lunastra. And they are actually... Only to be taken at night time. And if you didn't know, Kevin, they are actually uh, mating. Yeah, creatures. they're a couple. So, like... Tolstra one... is the male version and the and Lunastra is the female, female version. Female version. Is a bee. Yeah, she's nasty. And then they get together and they do the fusion dance. Well, they don't actually fusion, but they but they do a they, they do have a, some alone time. Yeah, they, they do like a love time. dance, and then like uh, like like uh, you get this notification that they are like that they are attempting to to 
like mate or something, and then all this fire starts happening, <clears throat> and it's terrifying. Yeah, you gotta run. Yeah, don't look at them when they're fucking. Oh, don't look at them. They're about Kevin, don't look at them when they're fucking. Side effects of Blue Nostra <laughs> include madness, psychosis, diarrhea, bloody vomiting, Elder- and death. And if el- you suffer fiery, any side effects, death. talk yeah. to your doctor. Lunestra is not appropriate for all people. <laughs> Lunestra, when sex time, should be the best time. Lunestra contains and Elder you you, Dragon. You, got, you, got, you fought the first <laughs> of the new Elder Dragons, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Lunestra is not for Elder Drag. <laughs> I still haven't quite figured out what my my new attack is. Like, it says it improved, like, one of the axe attacks, but I'm not sure how it works. I just need to do a little yeah. more digging on it, I think. Also, what's funny is um, some weapons will have the slinger burst shot, like, as part of the combo yeah. now. <clears throat> so, like, with the greatsword, I can attack, press press left trigger, and I'll do the burst thing mm. as part of a, a, a attack, and then go into the next attack. So but that's, that, that stuff. Is the cool. clutch claw has been really useful for, like, my character, because the, the charge blade is much, like, you gotta get in there, and it helps me get in there a little easier sometimes. Because, like, like Dan said, you can grab onto any part of the monster and just basically make it weaker. How do you... So no, well, it depends on your weapon. Depends on your weapon. So yeah. you have three, three options once you clutch claw. You can you can use the clutch claw, mm-hmm. which I don't know what happens on other body parts, but if you use it on the head, you can move them to face a different direction. And then you can use your slinger bur- slinger ammo, which yeah. will use all your slinger ammo um, that's not flash. That's so if probably... you have the flash one. Um, so that one is pretty good. The If you do it in the head and they're not in rage, um, most likely they will stumble forward and crash into the wall. The other thing is to attack. So if you attack, that's all I've been doing. Most most uh, most uh, weapons, yeah. So whenever me and Bryce slam them into the wall, that's what, what we're is doing. what button is that though? Like it's, uh, left trigger, I think. Okay, so once you once you grab him, yeah, once you grab him, you'll see hit, there's three different things. It doesn't show. I, I I don't know if I actually am just missing it or I'm just hitting the attack oh, button too fast or maybe. what. So uh, you have another option. You can move to another part of the yeah. of the monster, but that takes. So all of those things <coughs> take up a bunch of stamina, yeah. like more stamina than you if you're just usually mounted mm-hmm. so um even pushing his face to another place so that they face a different direction actually takes a lot of stamina sometimes you just fall off so the attack so so half of the weapons will wound that area yeah. so that area is no longer hardened yeah so you they were it's it's considered uh uh, uh like for the tenderizer thing so like we, a weekend area, yeah. right? The uh, exploit, yeah. So the other half of weapons will will drop slinger ammo, mm. which is important for some from weapons like the gun blade yeah. uh, or the gun lance. Like drop slinger ammo because you can load the gun lance with the slinger ammo now and then puncture them yeah. and then leave them with a. Is that the thing you've been putting yeah. on them? Okay. So if if you hit that, yeah, yeah. I don't know if other people hit that, but I know if I hit that, that explodes yeah. for a bigger thing, and that will also do dot yeah. every so often. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of like little little nuances. nuances. Yeah, you get, stuff. I just like I said, all I've been doing with that clutch claw is just hitting him and weakening that's fine part. Too. Which yeah, no, that's like I mean that's a good thing to do because so, yeah, if you start weakening a but well, also like if you if you're attacking a spot and you realize that this is uh, hardened, then just you should weaken it. One, I so I think for my the the weapon that I use the charge blade. If I charge up both the shield and the sword, I think the sword ignores that when I'm actually attacking it. Well, yeah, so but you have also other people on no and that, that's the thing like you know it's never been a concern for me but like when i when i do i do that because it makes sense to do that because then everybody gets the benefit but of that's it. only when you're charged yeah. so like yeah whenever whenever you have the white numbers mm-hmm. you're not doing as much damage as you could be yeah. it's a fun game anyway that's all yeah 
Uh, what about the news? In the news. TV news. So, was, remember, earlier we talked about sometimes shows have endings, sometimes yes. they don't. Yeah. HBO will not pursue a second season of Watchmen after the creator bows out, which I'm good with that. He talked about that before, though. Like, yeah, but saying, HBO, always always, like, yeah. HBO could have stepped in and said, how about we find out what else is going on? And I, no, that's a great self-contained, mm-hmm. like, yeah. that was a fantastic fucking show. Yeah. That's yeah, like I think my that's, favorite show of last year, I think. I think that's good that they that they said that. I mean, I think yeah. all of those articles should say for now. Yeah, for because, now. Yeah, exactly. Because who knows what will happen. But, I mean, yeah, I think that's good. I mean, sometimes we just don't need more. Like, yeah. that was good. I got enough it, out of that. Yeah, yeah, it lived on. Like, that was, that was it, all right. It excelled in something that I never thought it would do. Which yeah, is it, was, like, it was 100%. It was, I was expecting big things, and it was still 100% better than I thought it was going to be. And um, it wasn't like a thing that like you know sometimes you have like little qualms about like a series and you're mm-hmm. like eh I loved it except there were a couple of things for the most part I don't really have any complaints about Watchmen yeah it's a good solid like yeah start middle end stuff. Yeah. yeah it was spectacular I mean, it went if anything, great places I wanted more but yeah at the same time like I should not be trusted and you should always want more yeah you should always be left wanting more unlike. Oh no, another show with the same creator lost. By the end, I was like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to keep watching till it ends." But God, just Although, ends. Speaking of shows that I would like to see another season of, but that we might not get now, is uh, Mind Hunters. Did you hear about that, Dan? Or Mind Hunter? Yeah, this is kind of up in the air. The cast options point. actually expired. Yeah, the cast options expired. So the big news this week was like, "Oh, are we not going to have another season?" So they've never come out and said that they're not going to do another season. But this means that the actors now have the opportunity to go pursue other roles, yeah. which is. If they find another opportunity before they lock this up, like, or if they don't work it into their whatever contract they get with other new show to allow them to work on a new... Yeah, it, it's going to make it harder to make a third season. Yeah. But it's good because it's not holding people hostage. Oh. Yeah, so I, I, I wonder if that's just uh, one of those where maybe we'll see another one in, like, Couple, four, yeah. four years mm-hmm. or something, like, you know. Yeah. I, I, I hope... <clears throat> or maybe they'll let the I, actors age a little bit and then do... Yeah, or maybe just tell a different story from yeah. different... I mean, like, I like... Those acts. I like the character. Speaking of shows that come back a long time later, you know, it sometimes takes a long time get a new season or a new episode. Ain't a show, but Kentucky Route Zero is finally getting its ending. Yeah, I'm gonna have to actually go through and play it through it all again. To I've owned that game. Oh yeah. For like six fucking I, years, I, I, and I, I kept not playing because after like, or I guess I've owned it five years. At which point, I think there were three of the five parts. And I was like, it takes so long, I'm going to wait until it's actually going to end so I don't forget what's going on. <laughs> I could finally play that game. And it's also going to come to consoles at the same time with TV edition. I played this, last played this game, booted up three years ago. Four years ago. Three and a half. Sorry. July 19, 2016 is the last time I booted that game up. And that's when... Part 4 came out, I believe? Sure, sure. I might have played through Act 4. Can't remember any of it at this point. I I I honestly don't think anyone remembers it at this Um, point. But yeah, that I am very excited to be able to finally go through that game from beginning to end and have a complete tale of the man driving down Kentucky Route Zero and all of the wackiness that ensues after that. I honestly thought the game would never come to conclusion. 
I'm glad it is, though. And it's, the announcement was only, like, last week, yep. so it's kind of nice them going, you know what, in, like, two weeks, we're done. Yeah, it's cool. Speaking of other things that are done, College Humor got fucked over. I forgot about that before talking about games. Bunch of, the, the whole bunch of sites related to that one. Yeah, so Drawfee, Dropout, yeah. College Humor, a few others. Pretty oh. much big-time investors who were funding the site all of a sudden just completely dropped out saying... No, we're done. Without any real notice, leaving the in, everyone employed jobless. Uh, which yeah, is, a lot of people were correlating this to the uh, the big Facebook, Facebook stuff. bullshit that where they super inflated people's numbers. So you know, no, uh, not not people's numbers. They super inflated. I think they super inflated like the reach. Yeah, of, but, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all related. It's, it's all related. fake so numbers. When, like, so when they actually, yeah. so when they actually did like. Like convert to video more and more so, and and double down on that, and then also buy Facebook ads. Like everybody, yeah, everybody went, oh, video content's the best. Like video content's the best. Like oh shit, we're actually not making that many views from video content, and this costs a lot more to make video content than somebody writing a funny article. And you know, but I'm sure Facebook will be held completely accountable. There'll be a huge oh for lying, yeah, for completely deceiving. Dude, nobody ever does anything about Lieutenant Commander Data. You shut your mouth. You do not compare. Okay, that, he's lore. That no, he's worse. No, he's lore's brother. You keep the Star he's Trek. He's the worst one. You keep the Star Trek out your mouth when you're talking about that goblin of a man. He is not. He doesn't deserve it. He is an android, though. He's a demon. Well, a demon possessed android. Yeah. Also, at the same time, that one whole website got fucked over is great seeing Gizmodo uh, Geo Media. Oh, yeah. Them, at the same time, going, we're going to take Deadspin, move them Chicago, and we will not work with unions. Mm-hmm. Which had their entire union very unhappy oh, yeah, they with a vote of, no, of confidence. no confidence on their CEO. Yeah. I'm sure this will all blow over and everybody will come together. Also, let's go to Chicago to avoid unions. You know (laughs) where unions are from. It's it's, it's fucked because, especially with recent news in the Kotaku space, they lost two of their, you know, up-and-coming, young, you know, very talented uh, writers. Well, you reach back more than a week, they've lost, like, well, Cecilia Dinostio, uh, what, a month and a half ago, yeah. and she was really good with breaking news. And I mean, she features. broke the riot. Yeah, she's a very good feature writer. And um, Yeah, then now you have uh, Gita Jackson, who yeah. at least she is moving on to good things. Yeah, working with Vice and Motherboard. and Patrick Klepek again, which yeah. is great because... Match 2 podcast will return, you know, they got two-thirds of Match 3. Um, it'll be interesting to hear their dynamic again. Um, but I'm Austin, I was listening to the waypoint where he announced that and he seemed very, very enthusiastic. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I feel bad because it feels like they have a pretty good core of writers there and I just, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, with people like, you know, Steven Totillo sounds like a fantastic, you know, boss for all of them. They have like, uh. Michael Fay is really good with what he writes about. Yeah. Um, Heather Alexandria? She is... Yeah, I love her writing. Like, yeah. it is really entertaining. You have um, Jason Schreier, of course, who is one of the best with news out there. Yeah, they've got a really good core team. And it's, you know, 
sad to see that they might have weird problems in their future based on a complete idiot at the helm, it seems like. Yeah, that yeah. that whole family of sites has just been fucked over so many times. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, you know what I say? I was looking forward to the next few months for games, but apparently we, we're in delay season, boys. Sorry, Avengers, you're you not going to play too much. I know. <clears throat> you're not worthy. Yeah. So we're going to have to just wait for Avengers. Yeah, like Kevin said. <laughs> Avengers is September. September. Oh, I can't wait. What I liked. We're so, going to do all summer. So my favorite part of this. I pre- Anything else. I just love that, like, I hear people sometimes, like, I, I think Jeff might have mentioned it, or on the Bombcast, where he's, like, where they were talking about how, like, oh, somebody mentioned, oh, they don't look like the movie characters as being a problem, and, like, in my brain, because I know they don't watch a lot of Marvel movies, they don't pay attention to that, I'm like, no, the problem is, is that they look exactly like They look the like people cosplay. Just bad cosplay yeah. versions of it. It's, yeah. it's that whole thing from Spaceballs. Damn it, you cut their stunt doubles. Yeah, you had they, made them look made, entirely different. Yeah, or they made they made all the aesthetics look exactly like the movies, and then when they take off their mask, they all look like fucking like a community mm-hmm. theater version. version <laughs> oh, it's public access. It's like a fan film. Like, yeah, yeah. So like the Quinjet looks the same. Yeah. Like all that stuff looks very. Your whole like. aesthetic is MCU, but the you don't have the heart and soul of the MCU because yeah. you used you used uh, backup dancers. And if you, if yeah, people play like Marvel superhero games all the time. Yeah. Also, if you wanted, you know, they kept saying, "Well, this isn't the MCU. This is saying different." The Avengers. In the comics, have very rarely been that core setup. Like having that exact setup, it's like no. If you're going to say yeah, it's the not them, setup from the movies, have yeah. the Wasp, have you know Ant Man, Ant Man, yeah. have fuck. You can have more like, regular members than Black Widow, and like you know, yeah. the the fact is is that you are basically making Even Hulk really, yeah, Hulk really. Like to be fair, yeah. If you're going with a Hulk, you're probably more the likely real, have like She Hulk show up. You know, just like DC has. They've got their Batman, the Trinity, Superman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Trinity. The Avengers is is Iron Man, it is Thor, and it is Captain America. Like those are the three pillars of those of that team. Yeah. And then everybody else, like like you said, those cycles, like, yeah, cycles <clears throat> in and out. But the core of that team is generally that. So unless they're rebooting it and going in a whole new direction, but then it eventually gets steered back towards that anyway. So. And it's like if you're not doing that core. You're not doing the Marvel Cinematic. Yeah. You know, bring in somebody else besides Black Widow. Damn. There are a lot of great, you know, if you're going to say, well, you can't get rid of Black Widow. It's like the yeah, one they want, woman. They want there to, are a lot of great women superheroes. They want to cash in on the popularity yes. of the movies. But then when somebody they says, don't want well, own these, up to these it. aren't the movie characters, like, oh, well, it's not the movie. Yeah. And it's just like. Then. Then I won't buy it. You don't get my money. Yeah, I should be able to pick between like a hundred different dudes, mm-hmm. and they all kind of suck except for Thor, Captain America, Captain America, Iron Man. Because that's the real Avengers. Uh-huh. We'll let anybody. We and have then a, of course we can have a whole baseball they, tournament. They even at least in the materials they're showing kill off Captain America. So it's like you're not even keeping that core. Change it the fuck up. So in addition to the Avengers, they also delayed the Final Fantasy VII remake, but that's only like a month delay. Only a few weeks. And everybody was worried because that was pushing up against Cyberpunk 2077. So what's great on this note, 
Daniel Ahmad, who I follow on Twitter, who breaks a lot of video game news and gets followed a little too seriously. Like, he had a joke when the Xbox Series X was shown. He had a picture of a refrigerator next to it and said, and the PS5 also has been revealed. And people actually quoted him for real news stories. So he gets followed pretty well. What's great is he was saying... um, April is shaping up to be a great month for games, and he included all these games. Then he he replied to himself going, oh, and I guess, uh, sorry, I forgot Cyberpunk. Literally 10 minutes after he did that tweet is when the press release came out. So yeah, Cyberpunk got pushed back September. Oh, no. I'm a little sad about that. What are that. we going to do for all of these months? CD Projekt Red never delays things, though. Play. From, so from what I was reading, I think this morning, is that that game was done two months ago. Mm-hmm. And there's and apparently all... the rumor mill is that there is some serious bug going on. And multiplayer has been pushed. Remember, it's supposed to have multiplayer. Oh, yeah, the multiplayer uh, is so being pushed I saw, until next year. Well, I'm fine with I that. I actually saw that it changed from 2021 to 2022. Oh, okay. Well, so. maybe beyond next year. But, like, I <clears throat> from from at least just casually glancing on the internet, it seems like there's some serious bugs in that game. I think it's... it's and Good. Squish them before it comes is, out. It's more... Com- this is a more complex game because yeah. there's a lot more, like, moving pieces in this. And Witcher like, was really buggy. Yeah, and Witcher was buggy. Like, we, we played that when Roach it never out. did anything wrong. Oh, remember my fucking, uh... uh oh, the fucking never went wrong no, when, my, like... The camera thing away? was probably yeah. the funniest thing. Well, the couple cameras thing. Yeah. Remember my ring thing? Where, like, from the <laughs> ring right. from the ring movies where you couldn't see my face? Yes. I yeah, every time I went to the inventory, yeah. it was all pixelated. Uh-huh. I thought that's how it was supposed to look like. <laughs> and then you look and I was like, screen. that's a weird artistic decision. <laughs> and I look at John's screen, I was just like, wait, your Geralt's got a face. What do I, I have a curse? Yeah. And then, <laughs> Geralt, it's whoever you no, the make The best when Dan's camera would just get, like, stuck. Yeah, when like, I come out of, when I would come out of the, the, the inventory <laughs> thing, and then it would get stuck like right under his nose and then his teeth would like be most of the screen and it's like John look at this look at this and he's just like oh, hey, oh, smile hey. bad bad girl <laughs> um, but no like take the time they need I you know everybody has said that like nowadays but of course at the same time it doesn't mean crunch isn't there it no. just means it just means oh, crunch is six, more six crunch more yeah um, or nine more months really <clears throat> I mean, they like to be fair. They do have a they have a whole lot riding on this game. Yeah. After the success of Witcher Three, they they definitely are. I think they're definitely aware that like they need to make sure that this comes out the gate. You know, not bug free because we know that's never going to be the case with any game. It, in no today, known shippables. They're going to be. There are going yeah. to be plenty of known shippables on this game for sure, and we're going to see them in the first couple days because every outlet's going to report on them. Oh yeah, and, this is the biggest game of this year. Yeah, but it's also glitch videos. They get a lot of hits on YouTube. No, I I admit I enjoy watching glitch videos. Oh yeah, Kotaku's um. Oh, highlight reel! Highlight reel! I love watching that, and it's mostly glitch videos. Yep. So yeah, those are the you know those are the big delays. Um, so speaking of things not happening when or where you thought, okay. Sony ain't going to E three again. Which I'm not too surprised because even with it, a lot of people keep mm-hmm. saying with it being a console year, but when it came to the Xbox when- One and the PS four. 
those were announced so well outside of E3. The E3 stuff, like the, yeah. you know, the... Yeah, I mean, they the were, Xbox Series X wasn't even announced anywhere close to E3. Yeah, it was announced in the middle of nowhere in terms of the calendar year. Yeah. So, that's not that big of a deal. If anything, it's well, just saying, like, E3 well, has been kind of a fuck-up. Well, here's the, you know, like, the, 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 I've heard it talked to death this week, um, but... The way I think of it is, is that they said they won't be at E3. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're not. They won't have their own separate offsite place yeah, during true. E3 week, like like Microsoft does. Yeah, like Microsoft does. Like Microsoft, like EA does. Yeah, EA. Well, I mean, Devolver. The last, the last one EA did was like yeah. that wasn't even anything. They did a bunch of live streams. They didn't even really have any. And then Devolver, yeah. they're outside every Microsoft year. Microsoft is technically part of. Like <laughs> that's the thing. I think that when they say that, they maybe specifically are saying we won't be on the show floor. But I still have a feeling that they might have some presence in the LA area during that week because I mean Microsoft has already said they're going to be at E3 but they also don't have an, a floor space at E3 that could change this year like they could actually have floor space at E3 um, but they generally do their stuff at the event center that's like right next door to the and they don't the need center. like the big press yeah, conference I mean, as yeah. why would you buy pay for this floor yeah exactly have, like when you have your own theater that's, yeah there's no point and it's like the big press conference they can still have a press conference that's not part of the yeah. official E3 pre-show press conferences. I mean, it's what Nintendo does every year. They yeah, have their is, treehouse. This is the real. Right this is the real death of E3. Yeah, as a as a E3 entity event that, that has any yeah. kind of influence. Yeah. Because it's like like if you're a major publisher, like I mean you, I mean it's already like man, look at those giant bomb videos. Mm-hmm. Like if, if if somebody made a super cut of all their tours or walks around the the show floor throughout the years and then included last year's. Yeah. Like, when there was they barely start, anything there. When, there was so much more energy drinks yeah. and all that bullshit. When they sit down on the floor to record a podcast. Yeah. Honestly, I have no idea how anybody can can look at that and be like, I'm going to buy tickets to that. You, yeah. You couldn't get me to go to that if it was twenty dollars. Hey like, Dan. I mean it's so it looks But Dan, don't you wanna do the do well, on the show yeah, floor? Because no, now it is like that. The, the, what E3 is now is basically the parts of PAX that we always avoid now. Like, yeah. we, when we go into PAX, we look at the big booths and, like, the long lines to play, like, games that are going to be out in a month or two. And, like, that's what that event is now. Also, is a bunch but, of stuff but, but like I said, like, yeah. even those things, like, yeah. there's more stuff mm-hmm. at PAX. Yeah. Then there are as at E three because there's there's uh, there's there's All Sony games. yeah there's Sony and then there's Microsoft at yeah. PAX yeah although and, they weren't there last year oh they weren't there last year oh, well, okay. Sony was there Microsoft wasn't there okay so. well but there's even more other publishers and you don't have yeah. all this other bullshit like random ass shit so like, I haven't gone to PAX for a couple years but E three sounds not just like the stuff that we would just skip. It's also that part, I remember you enter in, you go up the escalators, you show your badge, go through, and then you walk through that first room and just keep going until you hit the sky bridge, because that first room is just monster energy drink and Twitch and all of the bullshit branding stuff, and it sounds like that is half of E3 now. I mean, you go there and learn about, you know, gamer fuel and shit. No, it's it's going to be... I will be... I'm interested to see what that is... Like, fascinated, I should say, to see what it is this year. Like, to hear from people who go to it. 
what that is, whether it is, like Dan says, this is like, you see that and you see like a shell of what that thing used to be. Like, it's already, it was already a shell, but like seeing like an empty dying husk at this point. You know what really didn't help them more than anything is after like last year's show, it was looking not good. Like, it was feeling like somebody who was just dying, who was, you know, terminal illness, and then out came the the doxing information, and it's like, you you cannot really recover from that, especially a year from your next show. It's like, what do you do in that year? Especially they didn't address that really nope. for the last year. Except they've said that like, oh, by Oops. the way, we're uh, we're working with a better cybersecurity firm this year, and we're going to take care of. What I loved is when it was announced that Sony is not coming E three. Their response didn't even talk about all it was was like this is a great show for for brands to show their potential come be activated and it's like uh, you yeah, better security than a fucking google she's dog <laughs> oh he said it not to public everything's better security than that <laughs> but it's, oh. yeah it's the system i mean like honestly like they were getting by the last several years because they were bringing in all these influencer folk and they were doubling down on that kind of stuff but like even that like you just don't like starting with nintendo like you don't need Mm -hmm. you don't need those like in today's message your users directly yeah in today's day and age like i'm still surprised that comic-con is still like what it is right yeah but like but like i mean i'm still surprised because like why (laughs) wouldn't the mcu just make mcu con Right? And just Marvel say, like, Con. yeah, Marvel Con. And I think that's mostly because, like, that's probably tradition mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Video Also, game... that sounds like a fun show. Well, E3, it doesn't sound fun. Well, also, so what the, the other thing is, is that, so, like, with movies and TV, like, all that, you know, DC, Marvel, Star Wars stuff. Like you have physical people in these in these in these media products, so them being on stage, being interviewed, there's there's a there's an aspect to that that is still engaging, right? Walking people through a still, crowd, even but like, see but like but like a game trailer, like honestly, like other than other than like oh, this is a Hideo Kojima game, or this <laughs> is a. a, a fucking Nintendo game with all the Nintendo dudes. Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, but you couldn't pick most of those guys out of a lineup anyway, right? Because you don't, you don't, like, that's not important. It's more like, oh, this is a, this is, this is worked that's on by Miyamoto. Snake. Like, oh yeah, cool, like, this is gonna have, have some cool stuff, but like, you don't really care what he looks like. <laughs> you don't need to see him up on, I mean, it's fun when he came up on stage. Yeah, but, but he doesn't like... really do, like, you know, sit down interviews, like, oh, tell me about your process, like, how did you feel like <coughs> when you were, like, designing Mario and the kind of stuff? It's like, yeah, you want to hear Robert Downey Jr talk about that stuff but you don't care about like the actual game designer like talking about like a bunch of things other than yeah like other than the mass uh, public yeah yeah. other than other than like oh like oh these are cool cool game game concepts and it's a different kind of thing so there's no real point in having a live show where they're all to where all of these media properties are out together that's not just a specialized streamed by their own thing considering it's a show for publications. This is, you know, it's a trade show. It is not a show for the fans. In which case... Well, now it well, is. It used although to be, it's not even. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, that's they what let they fans in, now. but you they know, kind of to, fuck the they're fans. They're trying to pivot it to that. So. But it's like, because of that, and because of what the internet is... You know, back when E3 spawned out from CES, the internet wasn't what the internet is. You needed this type of show. Now it's like, 
you could get the same ultra-high depth, real good quality everything at a computer in an office, at a computer at home. You know, a lot of re- a lot of game journalists, they work from home. Well, and that's, I mean, the more damning thing is that, like, like we talked about at the top, these are this is a new console year, and the fact that they that both of the big console makers are not going we know this like Sony's not going to be on the floor of E3, and it's assumed that Microsoft won't be on the floor of E3. But this will be the you know one of the first times people probably you know big you know media people get their hands on those devices would be at an event like this. Yeah, because I mean honestly, also like it just goes back to how much coverage you are. Like if you're Sony, why would why would you share the spotlight with Nintendo and Microsoft? Yeah. Where the next day all of this like if you go first, that's also what happened with Microsoft, right? They went first. Oh yeah, and Sony got to react. Then Sony yeah, stepped on their yeah, coattails, and then Sony went. Oh yeah, but don't worry. Like all that stuff that the Microsoft said, it's like four hundred dollars cheaper. Like who knows if that was uh, if one hundred percent like made decision just because of that. Yeah. But whatever it was, it was Microsoft having a thing and then completely being like cut out of the news cycle for any good reasons. Like within within twenty four hours, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just have a, a show in the middle of May or July, a week, a month after, and own a whole news cycle to your own self? Like, there's no no point. Hell, PS4. There's just no point. <clears throat> the initial, you know, big reveal was, like, February. And nothing is around February. So oh, outside of like the random like fucking wired stuff, that's still like the weirdest part. Of oh that. yeah, like it says a wire. Well, it's it's also weird because like <laughs> they were talking about it on the bombcast where Jeff was mentioning like oh, it seems like most of their central leadership has now moved to is out of the U.S. region. Like they're all working out of Europe now, which is you know like E3 isn't a U.S. event for the most part. Maybe they focus their efforts over there because we know PlayStation is more popular in Europe than it than the than the Microsoft brands. Also, um, the the big show in the U.S. is E3, uh-huh. which has been on decline. Meanwhile, Gamescom. Gamescom over in Europe, which is it's been holding pretty strong which overall. Which is weird because Gamescom is is very similar in that it's it has pub it has uh, trade shows type stuff with reporters and stuff, but it's also a public event which people attend. On I believe they they split it out similar to like yeah. TGS, right? Where it's like yeah. you know press days these days and then public days these days. So. Yeah. And TGS is also another one that's still holding strong. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there is no reason for E3. Well, it's, it's, yeah, I think part of it is also, like, the U.S. is so big. Yeah. So, like, like for to go to Los Angeles, it, that's a plane ticket for mm-hmm. us, right? If we, would go, if we were going to E3, that's a plane ticket. Even if you were in the Bay Area, that's a plane ticket for yeah. the most part, right? Or a seven-hour so, drive. Yeah. Japan... Is has all that public transit and it's super densely populated, so everybody's going to go to a train ride. Like yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's a few hour train ride, but it's very easy. Same thing with Europe. Europe. Oh yeah, you're just in Germany, which is in the middle of Europe. Yeah. Trains so, are very good in Europe. Yeah, it's densely populated. Like if yeah, the our biggest, you know, or one of our biggest cities is New York and then Chicago. Like for them to go, that's a five hour plane ride yeah. or six hour to, plane to, ride to L A. Yeah, to L A. So like. Yeah, it's a it's a very different beast for whole, all of Europe to go to Gamescom. It's like a maximum what like a half a day train ride. Yeah, like because we went to Paris to London in two, two hours. hours. Like it's so yeah, 
London to <clears throat> wherever they have it. Uh, Plus, also with the EU, they've had a lot of the different game you know publishers over in Europe are very spread out. They have offices in different places because you know with EU rules, it's like being in one country. Yeah. Well, like I mean, you know, we'll find out in the next month or two what that's that show is going to be because they'll usually start you know we'll start hearing the rumblings about that point. I say, you know what? It's time. Just let's bring back Mr. Caffeine. No, nobody wants it. What about one Mr. Kennedy? No, no Jamie Kennedy. How about Jamie and Caffeine no. team up? No. But Aisha Tyler. How about Joel McHale? Yeah, he, he seemed to really like video. He games. was having a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Don't do Aisha Tyler. She deserves better because she hey, actually cares. She actually cares. So you know what? I, hey, you know keep what? her out of this. I'm sure she cares. It's just. <laughs> Man, whatever shtick that they kept rolling out every year was just fucking awful. You know Henry Cavill likes video games? Okay, don't know Henry Cavill, just his mustache. How about this? You know Vin Diesel plays D&D? Okay, get Henry Cavill, Vin Diesel, Diesel, and Jamie Kennedy. Aisha Tyler. Aisha Tyler. Uh Joel McHale will not agree no matter what anymore, but Mr. Caffeine is still free. No, he's dead. And then get Todd Howard show up too, because and tell us that making games is hard, and that there will be bugs. Ha 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 ha! We're funny. All right, let's wrap things up. Kevin, what are you gonna play this week? Go. I'm going to play more of Lena's Inception. Okay, sounds good. Probably Probably these online games are hard. (laughs) I heard things, but you see the offline, you see the offline ones. Yeah, Dan, Monster Hunter World. That's all. Every day. I'm going to play... Every I'll, day in Monster Hunter. I'll have breaks of Monster Hunter World when I'm not playing Breath of the Wild. And on that note... We go have entertainment by watching a great example of people being sworn to be impartial and do their job correctly and not do it one fucking bit. No, we can't. We can't get into this now. Are uh, talking about the NFL? Sure. <laughs> no, no. You know what? Go Titans. Go yes. Titans. Sure. I don't want to see Kansas City, although, you know what, if Kansas City won it all, okay, whatever, but... Uh, fuck the Packers, fuck the Niners. Yeah. yeah. I, I want the Niners to beat the Packers, because fuck Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I'll agree there. But then in the Super Bowl... I don't know. Go I, I, I'm conflicted on that one, so... I think I'm the opposite way, just because, just because the first football team I actually started following That's and liking fine. was the, the, the Packers. What? That's fine. Dan. But fuck the Packers. Dan, what fuck about this? Packers and Niners, it's a real tight game. Packers barely make it. On a play that's controversial, so everyone thinks it's all bullshit. They get to the Super Bowl and are completely blown the fuck out by the Titans. Sure, whatever. I, You know what? I just... I'm not going to get into it about like why I dislike the Packers. But like it's, I, I mean, it's more that uh, I think like they're like the the fandom of the Packers, like the people who like follow that all the time, like you know, outside of like John, like you know, liking, like whatever. I like I like several teams. That's fine. But the people who are like really like diehard Packers fans are so holier than thou, mm. just because they we think, own the team. Yeah, you don't really fucking own. The I team, own bro. stock. Like that ain't yeah, stock. That all of those... you paid five hundred dollars for a piece of paper. 
Yeah, and the only black people in your town are the people on their football team. Like, I mean, dude, like, relax, okay? Like, and you guys think that you're so holier than thou, and every time we've played them, they always, like, fucking freak out about, like, all the little, like, small decisions that went our way when it's just, like, it's a football game. Everybody, every team gets a whole bunch of nonsense that they're, like, even the Saints always think that they're, like, always the... Shat upon. Yeah, shat upon, but they they had a lot of calls in that game that were also for them so it's just you well, know it's like the Packers game I kept seeing things about certain plays where it's like you know Seahawks should have been called for this and this and it's like there's there was one point there's a false start by the Packers oh yeah that was completely offside and nothing got called it's like no one's you know yeah, what everyone gets screwed yeah, over those, yeah everyone screw over everybody like, they're human. They make mistakes, guys. I think don't be angry at the team. Be angry yeah, at the refs. All, yeah, just the football is just way too complicated. Unless you have like a Tim Donahue thing, like in the NBA, where he's actually rigging the yeah. games because he's gambling on them. Yes. Like there's, you know, doesn't yeah. seem like football has a problem like that right like Damn. weeks right now. Anyway, we know although, the solution. Actually, I want to hear your solution. Damn that solution. Oh, robots. Robots. Just all robots. Uh, football. Robot football. Un- until you get Russell robots, 4.0. I have a good solution. You know the single dumbest thing about football? You have teams of refs that work together the whole season, but then in the playoffs, you split up those teams who have worked together for 16 or more games, and all of a sudden you have like seven guys who do not know how to work with each other. That's dumb. Nope. Yeah, I think, I think keep teams together. I think that's a union thing, though, because you you need less referees. Yeah, so you the reward the best ones. Like, I mean, because because like what if, what if you're like really good, right? But like but like they just don't pick your whole your whole team has to be picked for the playoff yeah. thing. Now you're out of a paycheck. Now fuck you. Right? I mean, no, totally. What you said, yeah. totally, hundred percent true. Yeah, but also also. Also, Get that money. also Make hard. That well, it's also paper. hard to yeah. appease. Like, there are eleven. There's eleven games in unless, postseason, unless, unless, and you have you know sixteen less plus and less, less and less. Referees. The second solution is just as simple. You watch <laughs> the XFL. No, go no, dragon. No extra points. We got a team, Dan. We got to support our team. No, I don't. We're only a month out, Dan. Go dragons. No extra points. No, I don't. Go dragons. No kicking for extra points. One, two, or three points. You get you get to choose to go for three. Also, these are the best players that are not in look, the NFL, uh-huh. the look, CFL, look, the, the AFL, AFL, or the Euro or, Football League, or in college, or in college. Yeah. Okay, look, look these aren't here the best you go. players. Are this they? is what this is, right? Football played professionally with professional teams is only enjoyable when they're when it's played well. Mm-hmm. Football is one of those sports that is really unenjoyable when it's played poorly. Or mediocre. And so all of the best players are in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So if I'm ever going to watch football, which I don't watch as much as I do, but mm-hmm. I have, have been watching recently, yes. is you watch the NFL. You watch college if you're really a fanatic because you have some kind of like uh, connection to that team. To that yeah. team. Right, so like I would watch the Kansas City um, game because I like watching Patrick Mahomes throw the ball because it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't understand how he can hit guys like uh-huh. that and how he can throw it so far and so, so fast and so like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like you know, so 
That's fun. Or it's like a, but what you don't I, want is a washout from Baylor who got signed by the yeah, especially Kansas trying team to throw England. a football because yeah. like quarterbacking is so hard. There's like maybe twelve teams with a good quarterback in the NFL, and like that's there could it. be thirteen, maybe another half dozen that are mediocre who can kind of one of the one of the teams has a mediocre quarterback yeah. in the final four of the of the NFL, and he's actually been playing pretty darn well. You're talking well. bad about Fitzgerald. No, Ryan Tannehill. Or Tannehill, yeah. See, you don't even know who his fucking yeah. name is. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure which one you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, um, no. Wait, other, I always mix up so, those two because they're Rogers, the also Rams. Mahomes, and then Garoppolo. Garoppolo is okay. Yeah. Like he, he needs more. He needs more games, yeah. but he does seem like a decent quarterback. Like a quarterback you can build a team around. Yeah. Like he's or, not going to make. Or who will steal your girlfriend? He's he's not Baker Mayfield. Like, see, there's there's a difference between Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, like, will or or uh, Jamis uh, Winston on the Buccaneers, who was the first 30, 30, 30 quarterback ever. He, he thirty touchdowns, oh. thirty interceptions. Also threw for five thousand yards. What he's got that one to one KD, Dan. <laughs> when we were kids, when we were kids, the only person who ever threw over five thousand yards was Dan Marino uh-huh. in nineteen eighty four. Then he lost to Montana, uh-huh. but that was like his second year, and it was like incredible. Lamar Jackson like, had five hundred yards passing, and they lost by a lot. They got their asses handed. No, not passing. I think they had five hundred total yards. Total yards oh, yeah, he had five hundred twenty nine total yards. I thought something like that. Yeah. See, yeah. no, he's a player. I like watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah he is fucking kids. insane. But, yeah. yeah, that last game of theirs was garbage. He, he, he turned the ball over three times, which he doesn't normally do. He went on tilt. But anyway, what I'm saying is that is that there's a difference between those quarterbacks and somebody like Garoppolo, who isn't completely a superstar yet, even not even like mm. uh, not even in the making, but he seems to have the tools to not Solid. make ridiculous... He's competent. Yeah, not making stupid decisions. So you're expecting the XFL to be... Uh... Oh yeah, it's gonna be a, a trash, trash show. It's gonna be a trash fire, just like just like last. Of time. course, you know the best thing, the XFL. I don't see it happening on both sides of it, but could have had. You said like there's twelve good teams or twelve teams with good quarterbacks. There could be a thirteenth. I'm just saying. Hey, yeah. Kaepernick still looks fucking good. Oh yeah. Wouldn't well, that is he be, play on the wouldn't XFL? That no, be fucking because something? remember the XFL it's, uh, it's came about, Mc, and the whole idea was they announced it when. When Kaepernick was kneeling, yeah, saying, we're it. going to bring value back to football. Yeah, because that's what football needs, value. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Dan, say goodbye to everybody. Game Kevin. where men actively try to brain damage each other. Um, most exciting sport in the world, but... Problematic. Yeah. It's no, really, your... Football's... Football's really good. When it's like good. like that second half of the of the Seahawks Packers yeah. game. That's that's when football's really good because yeah. you have that little magic where it's just like, wait a minute, Something is this happened. happening? Yeah, Something happened. could be going down. Yeah. The Packers did that whole uh, two uh, two o no three o soccer lead. The, the early 3-0 soccer league. The, 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 the most dangerous score in sports. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, we got too much time. Uh, and too and many things can happen yeah. really quickly. And once they get that second goal, it's like, uh-oh. This the, could be bad. Uh-oh. And then... Because the backers have been there before. Oh, oh. man, I really wanted that to happen. Because mm-hmm. Wilson had a yeah. Wilson has a history with yeah. those guys. Yeah, and it's really, it was, it's really fun. But It was really it was fun to watch. But, you know, in the end... I mean, it's always been the Seahawks... I mean, this year is more of a of a surprise. Yeah, yeah. they were this good already. 
because the defense is the defense is, is bad. kind. Yeah, it's. I mean, not okay, not bad. They the have Bobby Wagner. It's a patchwork of yeah. The defense is oh, a dreams. So like, and the offensive line. You need a it's couple. Always we bad. Need, you need a couple of those guys on defense to level up a couple ranks yeah. uh, in the in the off season. And in the offense, we've got what appears to be. Oh yeah, we have we have a really good team on the on the offense. We needed a cleric because all of our running backs. Well, we also <laughs> need a coordinator because when you watch uh, somebody like the Chiefs or fucking the 49ers, man, when the when they're playing the 49ers a couple uh, weeks ago, I and just, then you watch you watch 49ers tomorrow, they'll, um, they'll adjust. No, they adjust, plan. and also yeah. how how amazing their playbook is yeah. a plethora yeah. of yeah. formations and 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 motions and and things going all over the place are, and different are, ways to hide the ball what are we gonna do dan we're gonna run forward uh-huh. we're gonna run forward run forward. I, okay wilson do something i i don't think There's no offense in the book. i don't think our offensive linemen are good enough to handle more than one formation yeah. Well, that's that's also because there's so many times where you'd watch like a defensive player just walk right through the middle of the line. Yeah, those guys on the Packers are fucking. Yeah, if if Russell Wilson wasn't like mobile he like was, he was, yeah, he would have been holy shit. Two he, pieces. Uh huh. He should be dead by now. Yeah. So I mean, we have we have some good pieces though on the offensive weapons yeah. side. It's just some of that defense just needs. I mean, we have we have Wagner and then uh, KJ Wright are solid. That safety, what is that guy's name? Uh, uh, Donald or what? McDougal. McDougal. Like he seems solid. That uh, uh, fucking Shaquille Griffin seems really yeah. like. I mean, that that touchdown. That was the first time he got burned like all year. Yeah. And I mean, and unfortunately, it was against, like their best receiver. Yeah, it's right? the, one of the best receivers yeah. in the whole game. Yeah. Also, one of the best quarterbacks that ever played the yeah. game. Like, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna get burned, I wish you didn't do it in the playoffs. But the best of the best. Hey, you can always you, you know. can always work on. This. Although yeah, everybody gets burned. The one sad thing, Bobby Wagner is getting old. Yeah, Bobby Wagner. And KJ Wright's getting old. And those two have been like two of the best linebackers like in the league. Yeah, throw it to to DK all day, every day. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he gets more. I I think what was happening was that so after after the Eagles game, that Packers defense like really really like probably started like. Uh, two manning him and yeah. uh, putting him in like awkward zones because the thing about DK Metcalf is that he can he can burn anybody and he can outmuscle anybody and right? he's big he's big but if you start layering coverage like that <laughs> then it's really hard to throw to him because that safety is going to pick you off every single time it doesn't matter how 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 good that receiver is so what good receivers do with that fucking Deshante Emmanuel or whatever that guy's name what is that the Packers guy the guy that was destroying us. That guy was destroying us. Yeah. It's just like, how is this man? There's one guy. Like he, but anyway, what that guy was doing was like getting release, doing optional routes, and getting open in different spaces. I mean, Metcalf's a rookie. It's, he'll he'll learn. You know, for being a rookie though, who had oh, yeah. who had knee surgery like two and a half weeks before the opener. Man, he is good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he is know, a long term. You, you have piece. Yeah, you have all the you have all the, yeah, the tools, and you then have you have the tools. Tyler Lockett still, who's yeah. and if he can David get to Moore the, was doing pretty good. If this he can year. get to the point where Tyler Lockett, 
like how he runs routes and how he gets separation because he has to use every trick in the book because he's small. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like the old pitcher from Major League who's using every goddamn. Yeah, he's got to use every every sorcery. <laughs> so he starts getting that stuff, and Metcalf starts realizing like he he, he you, can, you can run that out route every time, and you're gonna probably outmuscle everybody. Uh-huh. Like if he if he learns all of that stuff, and and Wilson trusts him, and it seems like he does, like he does. it'd be pretty pretty rough. But yeah, that defense has to do. And the offensive line. We also need... It's always offensive line. Tight end also. Like this year, tight end. I don't like that Hosteller guy or whatever. Hollister. 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 He is a penalty machine. Yeah. That Homer guy seemed pretty all right. You know, when Homer stepped in... Yeah, he was pretty surprisingly okay. He was good on that special teams play like a couple weeks before his season ended that... That uh, punt that went bad. He wasn't making dumb mistakes. Oh, man, if Marshawn just blocked that guy. That was just rust. Especially, yeah, because you saw the look yeah, on his he, face when he Oh, yeah. He like, knew. Oh, no. Yeah, he knew. He committed to up front, man. and he forgot about the... Yep. the it wasn't even Russell Wilson's bad no, blind side, no. but he was looking that way. Yeah. He was looking the, the Man, though, Marshawn for coming back after being gone oh, yeah. for over a year from the league... Okay. Like, it's much better than I thought it would be. I, yeah. I actually, honestly, I was like, I really hope this doesn't look that I, bad. I was almost expecting Jerry Rice on the Seahawks. Yeah. Remember yeah. Jerry Rice's last season? It's like, yeah. You, you know what? Hey, man, he, he went did, out with he, a couple TDs and... Yeah, three. Yeah. yeah three but in three weeks. Was a ghost of his... Oh, yeah. He's but not, hey, not the same. You know I mean, what, you know, like, a couple of times he powered it through. Yeah. yeah. But also... I mean that offensive line was barely. I mean, every time you looked when they when they would show the replay of like, oh man, Marshawn, you didn't get any more yards, and they showed the replay and there's like no holes. Yeah, yeah and you're it's just like, like, holy shit, you picked up. Yeah, he, he's got to get up that. I'm head not of steam Derek Henry. He can, yeah, he got to get that head of steam up before he can I'm push not the through. Right? Fucking Titans that right. all destroyer world of a running back that they have. Oh, he's not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Man. They're having like 2012 Marshawn. You know, around this this time of year, they that always do like fun. the you know hyping the NFL. So the NFL also since it's the hundredth season, they're doing like the top play of all time. Oh, yeah. And right now, it's down to like the final eight. I think it is. And then the beast quake. The is beast quake is in there. Nice, because fuck that play was awesome. Say say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye everybody. Bye everybody. Bye people. I'm only here so I can get... Wait, I don't get... Damn it. Man, union sucks. Our union should get us a good contract. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch, 2011, 2012. Ooh. Man, he was the best. There's nothing nothing more fun when you have a great running back on your team and he reaches that uh-huh. all-world, all-pro level. When he, when he realizes his true potential and decides, oh, I'm just better than everyone. You know, it also makes it super special. A couple years at best. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're unless you're Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders, usually last couple of, well, couple of years. And like the new it's trend with the, de- the defensive players, like I mean, wh- who was it? Luke Keekley, right? He just retired. Yeah. Like under thirty, like that's. I think that's going to become more and more prevalent. The first, you know, the, as the years go on, a bunch of these like generational talents are going to be like, I don't want to kill myself. That's why I'm worried about Bobby Wagner. He came in same draft as Keekley. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's like. Yeah, he Wagner could quit at any time, and 